like I don't I don't think we should spend a thousand billion dollars of freaking uh, building a wall that you could spend money on trying to figure out the homeless situation to be honest like you know I mean? or the healthcare situation you know or like the amount of money that we're spending on something like that like we have to be smarter and I mean I but mean, now that I, he said it I kind of want the wall <laughs> now that he said it but it's a marketing thing though it's a marketing thing. I think he's <laughs> Hey there, welcome to the Gluten-Free Organic Thoughts Podcast, where you are encouraged to express your natural thoughts and views through casual, meaningful conversations that hopefully can lead to learning and understanding new perspectives. To find out more info, visit www.gfothoughts.com. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Wong and Robert Din. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Gluten-Free Organic Thoughts Podcast. I'm Robert Din, one of your co-hosts. Today we have Tara Shapansky here with us to discuss her background and her journey into, I guess, being a political pundit now, right? Um, this should be, a, it should be an interesting topic and we'll, we'll get through it. And as always, we have uh, our co-host, Michael Wong. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, Tara. Nice to meet you. Hi, so, nice to meet you. So first things first, before we got into the getting to know each other, what are you drinking? I am drinking one of my favorite New Zealand wines, Oyster Bay, and um, it it is a uh, Sauvignon Blanc by Highly Recommend. Um, it's one of my favorites. Wow, nice, Mike. What are you drinking? I'm being boring. Just, you know, Always I the have, same thing. I have now actually I have my own goji berry ginger tea. So I kind of wanted tea. to chill Saturday. Uh, yeah, I know. I will no matcha tea today. No matcha tea today. I kind of woke up from a nap, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to ease into it to wake up a little bit. Yeah. You know, something soothing. That's all. Me too. Something <laughs> soothing. Um, I have a, a Pinot Noir. For, uh, it's, it's called Chris Baker Pinot Noir from Oregon. Nice. So it's pretty good. Are you going to kill the whole bottle in this podcast? Um, I hope not. Because then I still, have, I still have editing to do and some stuff for the podcast. So. You got close last time. <laughs> it was really like last week. It was very close. I was like. It was like midnight, and I was like, I need to get this out. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, Tara, welcome, welcome. So how do you root Thank you. Oh, Robert B. is wondering. A little background for, the, for those. Oh, my God. High school. Yeah. High school? High yeah, school. Yeah, high school. She went to a different high school than uh, with Sammy and, like, the rest of the, the group that you oh, is, know. Is this is this was my – I went to two high schools in yeah. – Yeah. And then this was my first high school. Yeah, my first high school, too. I switched out. So I was at Seminole. We were the Seminole um, ID program, the International mm-hmm. Baccalaureate program there. Yeah. And then I ended up finishing off over at uh, Oviedo High School. Oh, at Oviedo. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was only there, I was there two years. Like, were you, th- uh, you were, you're a year younger than me, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the, uh, I was uh, class of 2005. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So wait, when was the last time you guys saw each other? High school. No, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, high school, high hey, school. Just, other, other than like online. Wait, how'd you guys link up? I've just been seeing her post a lot of stuff online. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Let me just ask her some questions. Because I, I think it was like after the first debate. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. she's like a very pro-Trump support. Like, yeah. I, I think out of nowhere, I just saw her like posting a lot of stuff. So I was like, let me just ask her what her thoughts were on, on, on something. that I, I don't even remember what it was. Um, but then, yeah, and then, like, we just talked, and we're like, hey, you want to come on the podcast? She's like, all right, yeah. Be... There we go. <laughs> yeah, thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Because well, I definitely like to share my opinion, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all do this. That's what we're here for, right? So, <laughs> all 
Uh, well, okay. Uh, so I guess we have a lot of catching up to do. So let's say Robert too, apparently. So what have you been up to since high school then? <laughs> I've, uh, all right, so I moved to, um, after high school, I went um, to University of Central Florida, okay. and then I went to University of Miami for my first master's, and then I went for a second master's over at NYU, and then I stayed in uh, New so York. Like, for... no, third, no third master? Just kidding. Not yeah. yet. Not yet. I mean, there's still, you know, there's still, like, potential law right. school or, yeah. or a PhD. So wait, what'd you, the what'd learning you do, never ends. What did you do in Miami, and what did you do in NYU? Just wondering. So at, um, um, at UCF, I was uh -huh. a political science and psychology major. Uh, and full so circle. Poli -sci, uh, yeah. Poli -sci. <laughs> <laughs> and then I studied uh, communication studies at the University of Miami, so media studies. So nice. um, everything that's kind of going on with the, pol with the political world and, and media world, it kind of like married together to what I am now. But uh, when I was in New York, I was working as a management consultant. Uh, so I did the corporate life for about seven years. Oh, really? What Productivity. Productivity. I was a risk right. management, and I focused on the healthcare field, actually, in healthcare life sciences. So I, I compared um, uh, specifically for the Center of Medicare and Medicaid Services, their standards and, and legal procedures. I audited insurance companies to make sure that they were following them, so according to government oh, wow. regulations. There we go. That, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a tough field to be at, to be honest, because it's so complex. Uh, it yeah. is. Navigating the healthcare field is, is, is one. So yeah. I, I became familiar with all the different insurance um, processes from children grievances to, to the claims process. So to this is before process. NYU or after NYU? This was actually during NYU. Um, I started, during NYU. Yeah, yeah. I was full time. I was full time grad school and full time working at the same time in New yeah, York. Yeah, girl, what did you sleep? The, the hostel. <laughs> no, no, what, real. Let me honest. Tell, tell me, how many hours did you actually sleep during that time? Though? Probably about like three hours a night because I, I had I had. In addition to that, I used to compete in the Miss America system, so I was competing for Miss New York also uh, yeah, um, during that time period. That's that. Yeah, I remember being. Uh, I remember when we were in high school. I was like, man, this is the prettiest girl I've ever seen. And then, <laughs> um, and, and then, uh, and then, like she just was in all these competitions. I was like, oh wow, like this makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty awesome. But it's so, really I, cool. So, so you were studying NYU. What, what was the master's in? Um, enterprise risk management. And my professor, he's like, I, at that time it was the recession, and uh, and it was hard to get a job. So I went for more school, and uh, I, I was like, going into the first semester, I'm like, one of these professors is going to give me a job. And I ended up getting actually oh. three of my uh, four professors had offered me a position with wow. their, their company. Wow. I like, I came always very professionally into class, and and I remember one time I my um, professor in risk management, he goes, oh, are you coming from work? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> very soon I will be and so he told me that's what actually put me on his radar was was because I made it very like clear oh, I was you, looking you, I was you, know, you, were, you were you were you knew what you wanted but yeah you wanted to be, yes like you didn't want to go like okay you know what I, I need you in a, in a, in a sense you know, but you wanted it that so you didn't yeah yeah I needed to work I needed work. work, so I um um so I, I ended up um, being in the risk management field for about seven years, and then about three years ago I quit corporate life and started backpacking the world, and that's largely what I've been doing for the last like three years. Well, before the plague hit, and <laughs> so did you um, backpacking so the world? Backpacking for three years though. So um, yeah. I guess I'm sure you probably encountered this, encountered this right when you as you backpack you meet people right, and mm -hmm. and it sounds like you got you. You've, you've gone solo, right? You've gone solo the whole time? 
I, I was going solo a large part of it. Um, I traveled also with one of my best friends for about like four months. Mm. Um, because originally like it was only supposed to be like a year away. And then when I came back, we were organizing a family trip um, to Indonesia and I invited my, uh, my best friend to join us. And then um, what was supposed to be two weeks of us being with the family and everything, we're like, we're gonna stay here. And then her and I continued traveling for another four months. And then uh, she came back to she came back to the states, and I continued going. And so last year was the the longest period that I had gone straight. Uh, almost I was gone for eleven months last wow. year straight. Wow. Without, um, coming back to the states. Have you encountered those Australians who are, are Europeans? Hey, I'm on my fourteen month of vacation or yeah. my twelve month vacation. I'm like, wait, what's yeah. That? I'm like, what do you mean a 12 month vacation? <laughs> <laughs> it's only it, like in America, you, you know how you, I kind of that kind of pissed me off in a way because like we only get like two three weeks off, right? Mm -hmm. and yeah. Other countries, everyone gets like a whole month off sometimes. Even yeah, I think they force their high school kids to take a year off before they go to college in like in Europe. Or like, is honestly, I think that's really smart. Yeah. Um, I I I think that you know I'm I'm happy I got my education and everything, yeah. but. I think if I were more secure as to what I wanted in life, I probably would have been a little bit more direct about it. Um, yeah. And uh, and nowadays, I think that YouTube is actually a better educator than some of these universities. <laughs> so. No, I, 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 I cannot disagree more than that, in a sense, because I, I feel like I, everything I learned, I, don't get me wrong, I, I had a great education and everything. It built the foundation, I guess you can say. Mm -hmm. But I feel like everything that I learned has been on my own. Yeah, I think that's a lot. A lot of education just is like self learning, and it's a lot of a lot of it is uh it's just out of need, right? And I think that's mm -hmm. like if you need to learn it, then you'll you'll put your mind to it and and and, and do it. Traveling traveling the world has been the best education. I've now I've traveled to fifty seven countries. Um, wow. Do you have a map of where you've been? Covered most of most of Asia. Um, there's one uh, of the 13 Southeast Asian countries. The only one I haven't been to is East Timor. Um, oh, I, I've been to. I, I went to the border. Um, okay. I was. In, I went. Yeah. I, I was in. Wait, I was in Korea. I went to South Korea. Oh, I, I can look in. I, you can over the DMZ zone. You can like yeah. look in with the binoculars. And, so, yeah. So I've been to the DMZ zone. I do want to go to North Korea. There's there isn't a place that I don't want to go because the goal is to see all all the countries in the world. That's crazy. So, so you did this three years ago. So, like, are you? Um, I, so, I guess monetary. How are you supporting yourself? YouTube channels? Are you vlogging? What are you doing right now? Just wondering. Like, you gotta be doing something. I, this. I was able to start an Airbnb. So we, I, I started a family business, uh, and me and my brother are our partners in that. Uh, we were supposed to buy a third house this year, but with the plague going on, we decided yeah. to hold back from that. And so it did. Um, the the coronavirus has like um, put a damper to say yeah, on our yeah, on, yeah. Air, on our Airbnb. I think hospitality industry in general, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. But uh, that's how I've been able to sustain myself and not have to return back to corporate life was was through starting my own Airbnb hey, business. Can I ask you an honest question? How does it feel to yes. be free? Oh my God! <laughs> to be free of the corporate corporate life. I mean, I, like I always have my education, my experience. I can always go yeah. back to it. Um, that was a good thing was about um, management uh, consult the consulting the learning curve is very high um, yeah. you're, as a as a consultant you're just put onto all these different projects and everything but I was I was also the sabbatical queen of productivity at that time and I would take off three four months a year off yeah, of a regular you about it so you, you yeah had, you had to balance it a bit it took yeah it, so it took me until year four or five before I burned out a little bit. And then realizing mm -hmm. 
need to take my life back and balance myself yeah. out. And so yeah. when Robert says I never work, I, I work more than he thinks, you know. Nah, he doesn't work. <laughs> nah, like you like you you'll watch him work and, and you'll be like, I still don't know what he does. Like he he you were here for a week and I was watching you work and I was like, I don't really know what uh what he was doing that whole time. Uh, you know, that's a <laughs> the funny thing with like uh with like social media and everything, uh, nobody actually knew that I was that I was in school full time and that I was that I had a job. Is all they saw was always like my pageantry and my travel. Gotcha. So mm. they assume they assume that's what you my life was. You show one aspect. You show one aspect. Yeah, of it's one dimension. People are people are are more yeah. than their online profile. Of course, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Like my I my I think I only show my online stuff. Like for example, my travel, my food stuff, pretty much. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But I do work, Robert. So you know. Mm. I saw it. I saw it live. Uh, yeah. No, but I think I think I only knew because I was like, uh, I think we were friends on on LinkedIn. So then I would follow you on there to see what you were doing work wise. But then everything else was like very pageant and uh, travel related. Gotcha. Yeah. So now, so go, so going back, so now you know, obviously you finished school, you finished school, you did work, and you quit. Now you travel. Obviously, that travel experience has gone along with you because you probably exposed to like the different. You know, mm-hmm. the the richest and the poorest probably probably in different areas. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Yes. It's it's so crazy that how much we take for granted in a sense. Yes. So like you gain you gain for a, a, a deep profound appreciation for your life in America yes. when you've been able to step outside outside Correct. of it. Mm-hmm. Perspective. I hundred percent agree. I hundred percent agree. So I guess, I guess give me I guess um, give me a little bit of background about I guess your parents. You're half Polish, half mm-hmm. Filipino, right? You, you, yep. You Polish parents. Parents. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's, a good, that's, a, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> so do you speak both languages? Um, I don't. Uh, I know the like, phrases and words and everything. So a uh, uh, little bit. My mom's uh, native language is Visayan, so it's okay. a dialect in the Philippines. Mm. Um, I probably speak more Polish than I do Tagalog or, or Visayan. Gotcha. Okay. And, but I studied French in school, so if anything, I'd probably speak more French. French. French than everything. Yeah. <laughs> So, so have you gone to Poland? Many times. I've gone oh, to nice. Poland um, almost every other year. My younger awesome. brother actually, my younger brother moved to Poland okay. um, after high school. So he was there for like five years. And then oh, we still wow. have, we have a lot of family there. We have property there. And um, so we're always back and forth. I, I have a nephew there. Uh, so we're always back and forth to Poland. I would say I probably go every like what, uh, every other every other year, every three years. But yeah. for the Philippines, I go every year. My mom has been taking me to the Philippines since that, like, first time I was in fifth grade, and every year since I spent four so months you, living in the Philippines. Wow. So yeah. they balanced you really well. That's that's yes. amazing. That's amazing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. To have, to have the opportunity to experience both sides of the world like that, it's crazy. It's mm-hmm. and it, there's such a I guess there are a lot of things in common, but also at the same time you have your differences that you can still learn from both sides. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, and then also for me as a as a person, I always find that uh, you need to know your 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 family's background and history and and the cultures that they came from. That that's part of what forms your identity and also my identity as an American, as a Polish American, as a Filipino American. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like I was always big into celebrating cultural diversity and uh, which was kind of the uh, uh, the, the shock with you with all the racial protests that have been going on yeah. this summer and then as, as I became vocal on my social media the amount of times that I'm called a racist or a neo-nazi and uh, white supremacist and I'm like really I think you should look at the dictionary but now like you can totally <laughs> the dictionary everything 
So it's just being rewritten. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I no longer refer to the dictionary anymore. <laughs> well, it's not even that, but I, mean, I mean, we'll get into that subject in a sense in a second. But what's more about, I, th I think we tend to forget that we're human first for a lot of the conversation, and I think if we can always relate it back to that sense, okay, at the end of the day, we're all humans. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, we have our own opinions, but also we gotta realize sometimes our opinions are not facts, and then mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes we also gotta understand that. It's, you know, it's it's okay. We, I mean, I mean, we live to on, among each other different in that throughout you know what thousands of years now, and you know, we, and especially in you know in the United States, right? I mean, I think our diversity is actually our supposed is supposed to be our strength, right? So I agree. And I, I think that's what made us you know such a, a fast growing country the last what what 100 years or so. I mean, mm -hmm. but I mean and. You know, before we dive into that conversation, in a sense, though, like I guess for me, at I mean, maybe Robert, I guess I guess since you yeah, haven't spoken to her, like I, I look at the background, like okay, so you you entered, you know, the pageant. What what, what made you get into the pageant? Just wondering, like, is that because you wanted to see you could do it? Is it more for like, uh, to showcase that hey, that the, you get the best ball of world, you know, being Polish and Filipino? Yeah, how did you get into this? How did you get into <laughs> this? Yeah. I mean, uh, the the first um, competition I did was when I was fourteen. I was competing for Miss Florida. Miss Florida nice. Team USA, it, it was owned by uh, the Trump Organization at that time, yeah. so the Miss Universe Organization, and I had a family friend that was competing. I was always involved in theater, I uh, sing, I dance, uh, play piano. Um, I so didn't your have, parents didn't uh, tell I, you, hey, go do it, right? You you wanted to do it, though. Like, is yes, that okay. yes. We had a family friend that was, that was competing, and then my dad asked me, uh, do you want to compete? And I'm like, yeah, it, it's a stage. Put me on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you, so you, so you live for the stage. I can see that. Thank okay. You. All right. There Thank we go. <laughs> I first declared myself as a theater major when I was in, when I was, um, at UCF and my parents were like, oh my God, she's going to start. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll, I'll do something, I'll do something, um, uh, practical. Political science. Okay. That sounds, that sounds Political practical. science. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, that's how I got how I got involved, and then specifically with the Miss America organization became my passion when I, I started competing in that when I was seventeen, and um, worked hard at, at it in Miss uh, competing for Miss Florida. I hold yeah. I've held four titles in the Miss America organization. First, first one was Miss Miami in two thousand seven, and then I held Miss Fort Lauderdale in two thousand nine, uh, nice. Miss Central Florida the year afterwards, and then my my last title in the system was in New York, Miss Metropolitan. And there I placed um, quite well. I made top 10 and I was a fitness winner for the year. And that's, that's um, so crazy. Yeah. But that, that branched into actually afterwards, I started doing international competitions. So I rep I've represented the USA at three international competitions, the largest being Miss Tourism in Malaysia. And there we had over almost 75 girls from around the world competing. It was the first time I had even uh, like met uh, women from Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, and Myanmar. And oh, wow. it was fantastic. And to have all the diversity yeah. in in a room together. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So like, I guess I mean I guess it explains a lot in terms of that you like your passion for stage and because it, obviously you have definitely have the knowledge because you gotta be able to kind of you know because they ask you quite crazy questions and you gotta be able <laughs> to answer that on the spot because you don't know what they're gonna ask you. Yeah. How do you prep? How, wait, how, I guess being so young, how do you prep for that? Because I wouldn't be able to prep for that. That's just crazy. Well, I, 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 it's, it's, it's a journey. Um, it's a process to, to improve. So 
preparation. I, I kept up to date with current events all the time. Um, I, I asked my friends to ask me questions all the time. I read a lot, yes. That's, that's key, is, is just reading um, the news. And, and well, right now I get my, my information, not from mainstream media, but uh, it's important to know what's going on in the world. Yeah. That was my main preparation, was just yeah. keeping mm -hmm. aware. Do you have any favorite books when you, when you were reading as you were growing up? I just wonder. Like, did you read anything? Like, any, did your parents like, guide you anything when you're reading wise, or did you pick up? I'm a friend, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of French literature. Victor Hugo and, um, really? is one of my favorites. I love Leno Grob, and so you mm -hmm. know the the uh, French Revolution uh, yeah. in in that world of Lenin, uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. That uh, those those books have also shaped me. Yeah. My favorite all time is. Um, not French literature, but going into to English literature is Wuthering Heights, uh, Heathcliff, and, and Emily Bronte is just amazing. Um, yeah, so I'm a fan of, of, of European you're, you're, literature. I, I'm guessing you liked a lot of romantic, of, of the romantic movement back in the days. Yes, yeah. Renaissance. <laughs> Renaissance. <laughs> Renaissance, Enlightenment. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I, no, because I'm, and not many people, I guess, spend, I mean, I don't know when, when you have the time to read because it's something you do a lot. Right? Yeah, doing so much. Doing so much. So now, like, so, I mean, so, you know, just do you, you know, can understand this? How do you, I guess, overall, like, is that, is that why, I guess, you decided to change your life because you were doing so much? You're like, you know what, done with everything. I'm just going to go backpack. Is that what it Honest, is? Honestly, I did, I did, I did burn out in corporate life. And um, and it it's the grind in New York. Everybody is, um, you know, it's 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 a good concentration of some of the best people around you and everything. And I did not take a sabbatical leave my last year, and I think that contributed to to uh, to my just wanting to go and travel the world. Like I feel like our soul kind of picks the destinations and then journey one takes, and it's something that was always in my head to just like travel the world completely, completely mm -hmm. long, being basically a vagabond and then deciding what country to go to, what, what city to go to from then. And um, I just kind of up and did it. I put it, I put in my two week notice to work and packed up my apartment, uh, broke my lease and uh, I left for China. No, she did. She didn't yeah. take her sabbatical, and she's like, just as a revenge, I'm gonna go for three years. <laughs> like that's. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. My, my my parents were supportive about it. At I mean, at first, the first year when it was supposed to be just a year, and then and then. <laughs> but but then when I was able to figure out like how to turn um to create the Airbnb business out of my family's properties, yeah. um, that was able to keep me afloat and keep going. Wait, so are you the oldest child in the period? I'm the middle child. I have an older brother. Yeah, older brother. I have an older brother and then I have a younger brother, and we're all a year apart. Oh, okay. Oh wow. Oh wow. Okay. That's crazy though. So like, so so overall, then so you know after school, I began to the travel and stuff like that. So like, you know, I I was talking when I was talking to Robert. Hey, Kara's coming down. I'm like, Robert's like, oh, let me you know look into a little bit. I found your YouTube channel. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, this. I watch it, you know, almost every single episode of YouTube have evolved. So how'd you get into that in the first place? Yeah. You know, what was the goal? Of, what was the original goal of your YouTube channel? Just wondering. The original goal is because, um, again, cultural diversity is very important to me. And I had probably identified more with my Filipino side growing up. But my father is a very, very proud Polish man. And uh, so he so he wanted me to start the Polish American Brotherhood. So we started that as a collaboration as a father daughter project. So he's often on he, he's he's often on the channel, and one of his main um, aims for social issues, he cares a lot about helping the homeless, 
and so it wants oh, to be able right. to like yeah. marry uh, marry that together with um, with with having the Polish American Brotherhood and then also social um, social issues here in America. And so the goal of it was really to to educate and bridge a relationship um, between like Polish Americans out here and others to know the history of, of, of Polish people here in America and uh, like. Uh, figures like Kosciuszko, who was a Polish-American Revolutionary War hero. Um, I don't feel like in enough uh, history is, is taught even in our schools, so I was oh, about man. creating yeah, that course. kind of content. I feel like I feel like the international history in the United States taught it kind of briefly, unless you yes. major in it or unless or you took yeah. like in high school to get AP European history. It's also yeah. very. Uh, boring subject when you're in high school like you're just i love every european history I, I, lo- I love i it. was so I know, bored I, I love history everything every, i was so bored history, every time it, so. <laughs> every class history class i was like man this is boring yeah. all i'm doing is, is memori- memorizing dates and 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 like locations and stuff i'm like please just kill <laughs> me like just <laughs> I, I really I really like uh, when you go into like the story and like how things happen and like understanding what's going on. It's so much more interesting. But yeah. I feel like our education system just like forces you to learn, learn yeah. dates yeah. and all this stupid stuff. That <laughs> that's, that's why I'm like, you don't need to go to college. <laughs> YouTube it. YouTube it. YouTube does a really good job at like keeping things concise and. And like uh, easy, like digest, easy to digest, right? And then, yeah, that's so. for sure. No, I hundred percent agree. Especially like if you want a like a snapshot of something, at least you get a broader overview, which is great to learn because it can give you like a foundation, and then you can dissect into it, right? But well, it, and I feel like in our current education system, it takes so long to build that foundation, and you know, and and then they don't even teach you how to explore that. You know what I mean? Like. They analyze that in a sense, right? They just teach you go memorize this, good luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's pretty much really it, to be honest. I feel like, you know. Yeah. I don't even remember much, that, like, in, in terms of, like, the American history that we learned. Um, I'm, you know, with everything that's going on now, it's, it's a new history um, lesson refresher in, in American history. Well, it's a reminder, right? right now. It's, it's, it's a yeah. remind, I feel like it's a reminder why the founding fathers are creating this country. It's a reminder, yeah. it's a reminder also that our constitution, constitution is not perfect, and back in the mm-hmm. day, you know, it was developed for that reason, and then mm-hmm. there's some things that they need to be changed. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. a, re- it's just, um, it's a progress. It's a progress. It's progress. Mm-hmm. It's a journey. That's, that's it's progress. Be, this, the human experience is, is to progress to a more perfect union. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's funny thing is that, um, you know, we all want the same thing, but we all go on about a different way to get the same thing. And it's it's kind of weird. Exactly. Have you noticed, you noticed that? Like. Exactly, it's the common ground. There's a lot of common ground between everybody of different different issues, but they disagree on the the micro parts which is, of it. Which is like we tend to and we get losing, we get too I guess uh, lost lost yeah. in that area, right? And instead of yeah, I guess step back and view it from the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you, you, like how you were saying earlier about is is the human humanity of it. We, we yeah. should never forget that the other person that the person is a person and not not you know dehumanize their opinion because we or dehumanize them as a person because we don't like their opinion and yeah. that's that's how everything is seeming to get lost but humanity first it, mm-hmm. I, I completely 100 percent agree in that part it, it's it's and also i feel like uh you know i mean we'll dive into a little bit more about the conversation about that in a second but i i guess you know jumping in back into like yeah you know as you're growing up as you were running for pageant and stuff like that like when you were younger, I guess obviously your your beliefs and your views were a little bit different, right? Even up mm-hmm. to 
Um, because I think Robert was telling me that you, uh, back in 2016, you used to be a Hillary supporter, right? And your, oh, yeah. even your views there back then is still different compared to, compared to today. Like, how do you feel like, you know, as you learn more about yourself, uh, your views change? Is it, or is it more influenced by what's around you? Or is it both? My views actually haven't changed. My understanding of the world has. Ah, so my good. beliefs, my beliefs and my views have always been the same, and that stems largely from the family values okay. that um, that and the culture uh, that we all have. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my views and my beliefs are formed from my culture, from my parents, from understanding, you know, Polish Polish culture and Filipino culture. So I pull those aspects into who I am. So my views and my beliefs haven't changed from when those are the beliefs I and views I've had Ooh, growing up. Yeah, but but as I have experienced more of the world, talked to more people, my my understanding has has okay. has changed and has further like developed. Basically, every person that you speak to, like they'll bring a, a different dimension into it. And so you'll have somebody that brings the width, somebody else that's bringing the height, somebody else that's bringing the depth. And when you put that together and construct it, you build something. You build and so that's how. You build yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I completely. So I guess. So what? What is? I guess. What is your value to belief that you grew up on? I'm just wondering. I'll cite an example. Um. I. So I. I'm a registered Democrat, actually. Okay. And so I'm a walk away. And um. Uh, a belief system that is, or a, a belief or view that I can highlight as an example is the pro-life, yeah. uh, pro the pro-life uh, abortion debate. Yeah. And I've always been a pro-life person. Um, I am. I have a Catholic religious background, and then Philippines and Poland are both very Catholic countries. Yep, right. And so my understanding of of valuing life is yep. is is the way it is. And so I was still uh, a Democrat mm-hmm. with very strong pro life views. But as I've seen, kind of like now, my understanding of the different political parties, my, my views are also represented largely in in the Republican side. So because yep. I've always kind of been in the in, in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's like that's like probably like seventy percent of the people. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I feel like but then but then the yeah. va- like whatever values they uh they like set as their top priority is what is mm-hmm. which party yeah. they go to. And then yeah. like they all split up. Like I, I feel like all the parties just decided to like split up all the issues and like both yeah, both parties. They just like split all up parties. All, split parties. all of the parties. They just split up the views and then half of them took these good ones half of them took these good ones and then now you just gotta have pick a side side, which makes no sense and and you shouldn't it it, you shouldn't be having to pick a side when it comes to these things because like your a system like exists a belief system exists how it is and everything but like my views are definitely on both sides um, I think the, the from the democratic uh, perspective, a lot of the, the notions and concepts are very beautiful. But I I have always been a very I guess conservative person, even though I'm from a um, I'm socially progressive yeah. from a from a, a liberal perspective. So okay, so you, so you value pro life. Is that I guess that is that your highest priority, highest value belief, or do you have a ranking? I'm just wondering. What is your like the highest? What is the top three? What is the highest? You know, second and third. Just wondering. I do believe in a marriage equality, so uh, for LGBT issues, um, and that is actually largely also represented in the moderates of the Republican side. So I'm in good company there. Um, and let's see, um, like growing, 
growing up west to your family, like, you know, what do you guys, uh, I guess, I mean, I guess your parents, you know, what did it install in you? Just wondering, like, is that marriage, have, you know, pro, is, that, is that something that you picked up? Is that something that you grew up in? Just wondering, is that like? I grew up, I, I grew up in. Um, I think the, I've had a lot of exposure to, to just everything around the world um, and, and people from all the world. So all I see is people. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I, I feel like if you grew up in a diverse area, you're not gonna see any difference, you know what I mean? Uh, and because I grew up in South America, right? And so, uh, you know, being one of the rare Asians in a Hispanic country, I, I, I just, I felt like I thought I blend in. <laughs> Even though, you know, but I never thought about it different because I also went to an American, American Catholic school. So mm -hmm. I grew up Catholic. My mom's side's Buddhist. And, you know, and so it's kind of like, and then came, when I came to the States, you know, like, Miami was like perfect because it was like kind of like I had enough Hispanic people, enough <laughs> balance of Asian people, and enough of white people in there to kind of mix around. So for mm -hmm. me, like growing up in that area, I didn't really didn't see, I guess, you know, for me, like it's everybody's it's just people in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, like in integration and 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 everybody just living and coexisting um, mm -hmm. uh, together. And and to achieve true peace, it is about justice, but the but being able to live together with those differences and uh, understand each other that's that's when we're going to have like peace gotcha so, so, so for you want to expose yourself so so for you then another value you believe in you you value drug diversity that's what it sounds like you value drug. yeah yeah i i i love cultural diversity i love uh, i i love food i love uh, different religions i always see like re religion it's it's that's all uh, a relationship, and they're also different means to talk that's, to God. Whoever you deem, whoever you deem God to be in your life, it's it's a relationship that you choose, and it's personal on the inside. And I think that the more you learn about the different religions in the world, it's just like studying different languages. Like more more languages that you know is more that you're able to communicate to other people. So when you are able to study their cultures, their religions, and and to understand where they're coming from, you 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 see more of a human. As opposed to well, it's, it's as a, a way of communication, right? Yes. I don't know. I went to I went to a Baptist uh, private school, like from when I was little up until like seventh seventh grade or something, and so like I thought everyone was Baptist. Like I just thought everyone was Baptist when I was oh, really? growing up. Um, and then I went to public school, and it was just like it, it was like mind blowing all the different religions that there were, and in that whole process. I ended up just being like, you know what? All these people, they basically think the same thing. It's just they're calling it a different, different, yeah. different person. So, different so, for, so for me, I, I'm telling you, I grew up Catholic, and then I, I started, I started learning about other religions. So, um, you know, I started, I started, I started learning Judaism as well. I dated a Jewish girl, learned a lot about that. Uh, it was, and then I, I got into Buddhism a little bit more because I feel like. That kind of perspective thinking helped me you know, because they're pretty open-minded, I guess. Yes. I guess way of life, you can say, and teach you. It kind of, kind of teach you to learn about yourself first before you can start, you know, uh, you know, and learning about others in a sense. And then, yeah, and then I started learning a little bit more about Hinduism as well. Like, it, it, like you said, once you learn a little bit, at least just just get to know enough mm -hmm. of each what it stands for. You can realize there's a lot mm -hmm. of overlap and yeah, different common ground. Common ground. Common ground. Because if we were if, if we were to focus on the common grounds that people have together, we wouldn't run out. 
<laughs> we, we, we wouldn't run out of things. Oh, 100% agree. That, 100% agree on that part, yeah. So, like, so, so now, again, like, so, you know, diving into, like, a topic that I want to get into is, like, so, you know, as you said that you mentioned before that you, your belief and your values never change, it's just understanding it. So do you, so obviously you feel like you've grown from it a lot, right? And mm-hmm. I guess in 2016, you know, like, when you were a Democrat working for Hillary, right, what, what aligned you with her, just wondering, in the first place? Well, I was pretty much, I was raised Democrat, and my parents are Democrats, and oh, really? so... Your parents are Democrats? Yeah. I'm so, yeah. I, would, I would expect the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm opposite. actually, I'm really surprised now that, like, uh, um, understanding more my Filipino side and, yeah. and my Polish side, that we were even Democrats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but yeah, so we have a we have a we have a very eclectic household because uh, my father is a Trump supporter and then my mother is a is a uh, anti-Trumpster. She's not really okay. pro-Biden, but I don't I don't feel like anybody's really pro-Biden. They're just anti-Trump. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, and then your brothers? And my so my older brother is is a anti-Trumpster, and okay. then my younger brother, who would be the the um, deciding yes. factor, is <laughs> is silent. Politics. So we all... smart. There's a reason why he's a like he's smart. smart. This guy is smart. Okay, smart. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to verbally take a side, though. We all vote. Uh, we can vote. In, like, That's people good. I, I, died yeah. to be able to, to, to for us yeah. to be able to vote. So yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a right that we need to exercise. So it doesn't, I would, I would rather a person that person go vote for Biden and then not vote not, at all. Or throw the word. I feel like I agree. Like, I rather, vote for Trump, but... <laughs> well, I'd rather people do something, right? They're not doing anything at all. Yes. That's, I, that's, absolutely. I don't know. Even, the, even a bigger issue is voter apathy. Yeah, that's true. For sure, 100% sure. Yeah, yeah that is a big I talk, problem. I, I talk to a lot of people because of my YouTube channel, and and uh, as, as many views as we do capture, more people are like, I don't care. Oh, and, yeah. and, and actually, question for you about that. Do, do you know, what do you think that is? Uh, I feel I like know. people get burned out by by it by by all that's going on sometimes. It also like, a lot of times it feels like your vote really doesn't count. That's and true. I think too. that's it, I think that's it, a big part back, of it. That can that can be it as well though. Like because I feel like out of millions of votes, I guess, or you know, like. For example, you could you can still win the popular vote and still lose, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a season show, right? So mm-hmm. like, I'm wondering this year's election will people show up even more than last time? I I really hope so because I I think I think participating in in democracy in in our democratic republic, um, I it's it's part of being human actually yeah. because voting and and is. Is, is a civil right, it's a human right here in this country, and the people don't have that around the world. Like people are still fighting for, for the right to live when we've, we have largely achieved that here in, the, in America, and now we, now we fight for more of an um, equal um, yeah. access opportunity to, to things, but in comparative-wise, like, it, it, there's a lot of things to be proud about for being okay. an American. And, and, uh, not only that, where we've, we, we've gone so far, come so far from, you know what I mean? Like, we tend, to for, we tend to forget that we're such a young country. Yeah, we're super yeah. young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? What, generations go back three or four? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and, and that's and, it, and, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, everybody was like, instant gratification, I want to change now. It's hard, though. It's, yeah. And, like, it's, that's why, that's why it's, it, it's good that our legal um, justice system is, is not by the mob, because then it would be based on emotions. 
And uh, so that's why we have lifelong, you know, appointments to the Supreme Court are lifelong. These laws need to be in place and not change every single day and be subject to emotions because the uh, human emotions will go up and down. Oh, but, 100% but agree, especially nowadays, right? Especially mm -hmm. nowadays with all the, all, all the stuff going on. I mean, 2020 has been crazy, first of all. Let's, let's just admit that. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like, I feel like it definitely, like, played the best out of all of our emotions, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, through the ups and downs of the craziness. And yeah. I, and you're right. I mean, sometimes we tend to get lost in that because we think we're emotion instead of we are brains. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, politics I has a lot. Not, I cannot um, agree with you more. <laughs> people attach politics a lot with their own self, right? So then when yeah. people are disagreeing, it's like you're attacking them. Attacking their, attacking their values yeah. and yeah. their beliefs, though. So yeah. how, do you, how do you handle that? I just wonder. So if someone like, Hannah, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you encountered this before, right? How do you, All the time. How do you prevent yourself to be too emotional? Like, I mean, obviously, this is what you believe in. This is what you trust in. But then how do you, like, mm -hmm. per, I guess, in your mind? How do you I depersonalize it. I know that when a person's saying something to yeah. me or about me, they don't know me. <laughs> so it isn't personal. Yeah. And, and often if they're, they're speaking that way, like there's something else that's going on with them. Uh, if they become, um, uh, if, they, if what I say elicits an emotional response from another person, it's something else that's going on inside of them. I don't know, I don't know their history. I don't know what's, what's going on. So they, people can really say anything that they want to me. I don't, I don't personalize it. And, and I think that's how I get through my day. <laughs> because well, I've like, I, I, I certainly I mean, been attracted you know, to that. But not everybody is mentally trained as you are. You yeah, know? <laughs> that's a hard thing to do. Uh, for like yeah. a normal person. I, I, okay, even me, like I, even though I have this kind of awareness, sometimes I get, I guess, attached to my own emotions sometimes, and I'm like, mm -hmm. I get, and I'm like, I, okay, I, I gotta take a step back. Okay, it's nothing personal. You gotta maybe maybe understand that sometimes you get caught into the fire, so, mm -hmm. and it's hard, and it and it's hard. Like, I just learned to separate myself <laughs> and know that it it isn't about me, even if they're telling me I'm this horrible, immoral person because now yeah. politics is tied completely to, to morality and it's yeah. not seen as just a, a differences in opinion. It's not yeah. seen that way. It's, it's, it's like you're just a horrible person, that's all. Right? Is, do you think that both sides of the party had to blame with that? I'm just wondering, like both sides of the party. For sure. like, I feel like they, they purposely do that because they know how mm. human emotion reacts and they, yeah. like, they play on that. Know, they play on it, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. definitely play on it. Like whenever you're yeah. listening to any politician talk, they're always... Trying to pull you in their direction one way or another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, emotional appeal, and well, emotional appeal is, is quite strong. So we are we are emotional creatures. We are human. Yeah, especially social media, right? They the ads that mm -hmm. they run is crazy. Have you seen some of those ads on both sides? I, oh I, my it's, god, it's just crazy. You gotta admit that at least. Yeah, like, it is. It is. I I prefer to win on merit, not on on discrediting the other side. But you know, it's the oldest game when it comes to politics. Yeah, to I, discredit I, I, I the person to, in in order to take away their voice, yeah. and so you just label a person a racist or a white supremacist, and so that way, or or crazy, and or socialist, make yeah, the, yeah or socialist, like, or or communist, yeah. or any any. Yeah, yeah. any can, I ask you, can I ask you a question? Do you think our current voting system is uh, it's good, or or do you think that, in, the, the, I, I guess I was, do you think the electoral voting system should change? Or should we vote based on vote? Uh, because there's another system to go by, which is uh, vote rank, ranking choices that mm -hmm. they do in Maine. Do you think that's better, or do you think that our current one is good enough? I'm just wondering. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I think there's, I think there's room for improvement. I think that we, I wish we would have multiple parties here in, in the U.S. I totally wish yeah. I think in, in Poland, in Poland, we had, um, they had 16 individuals running for president, 
and the top two then go for a runoff. And so I think that would be amazing if that was something that we were seeing nowadays. But I think it's going to be very difficult to implement that here because neither yeah. two, neither party is going to have that kind of power. Right. Of course, yeah. No, <laughs> and, and I completely 100% agree. Now, I was, the reason why I was asking because we're also... Yeah. But I do like electoral college. I yeah, like well, it, it, gives, it gives the smallest state the power, that's why, and it, which makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it, it gives it more of an even playing field so that, like, yes, the... Uh, uh, from the concept of a, uh, a democracy, it's about majority rule, but yeah. not always the majority is in the right. I can't so, understand that part. Yeah. Just because so, something's popular doesn't make it right at that time. I think it definitely so could I, improve on. But the question mm -hmm. is, though, like, what is the incentive for them to improve on it, right? Like you said, you know, like it's kind of hard to get that incentive for them to Yeah. Do. Unless, yeah, it, it does require, uh, it requires people to relinquish power in order for that to happen. Yeah. So do uh, I have a solution for that? I don't. Um, it's uh, just a dream that I, I wish would happen. Maybe it will because, you know. I actually want, I, I actually do want them to incorporate rank, uh, rank voting. So I sent a link what the rank voting is. I feel like that would help out balance with the electoral vote in a sense. And like, and, and I think having that a little bit will kind of like, because now you have a fair side where you you know, multiple parties can run and things like that based on the platform. Now you actually, you're not basing them based on parties in a sense. You're based on mm -hmm. what they're, you know, they're, what they're running for, what they believe in, right? So, I just looked up the the, the link that you had sent for. Uh, it's interesting because that ranked voting is actually the the, the voting system for for Miss America. Oh, oh really? is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For after after um, at least back when I used to compete uh, a while ago, the the top five, their scores were then washed out, and the judges would re-rank. They would just be given five names of the top five scores, and then they re-rank just one, two, three, four, five, and then and they you know shot that into the machine, and that that produced your winner of the competition. Oh yeah, but yeah, so I guess all right. Well, that, that makes sense. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I guess you rank your top ten, and you rank your top six, and you rank your top three preferences. It may yeah. it, it makes sense though. You think about it, right? Yeah. Like, and especially if you start at a local level. I mean, think about mm -hmm. that. Like, yeah. yeah, we already don't have a majority, like that's. That, like wins so you might as well have some sort of ranking system so that you can get more preference more preference your, 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 yeah. your, your preference in right yeah. that, that's the whole yeah. thing you should yeah. having more preference in yeah uh, so tie, kind of tying in like um from competing in pageantry different different systems had different uh uh ranking systems and and and, and uh voting casting systems and depending on how the vote was was set up would also determine how the the winners come came out and um, so you have to evaluate what's you know going, going to be most fair for the situation. Yeah, but I do, true. I do, I, I am a fan of the electoral college. And, and oh, I too. That, I feel like you, like you don't have the majority. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. For Definitely sure. room for improvement. Yeah. So like, absolutely. so now, so now I guess you know based on you, you know what you've seen so far, just in 16 election, and now what do you think like I guess our country stands for in a sense? Because obviously before just in 16 election. Our country was viewed differently, and then now mm -hmm. our country is viewed differently. Like, what, what are your thoughts on how that shifted? Just wondering, what, what, what do you so, think? So, yeah. uh, just to clarify your question, are you talking yeah. from an international perspective or how we view ourselves? Uh, let's do just do international perspective first, and then we can talk okay. about how we view ourselves. So, I feel that when I have gone abroad, depending on the country I'm at, would be whether or not that country was for for Trump or against Trump. And that was what largely shaped their, um, from an international perspective, uh, their view. So if you're traveling in Poland, they love, they love the president, uh, President Trump. And, and so 
Um, I feel like a lot of the the news that gets out there doesn't really highlight a lot of his accomplishments and what he's done from an international perspective. And right. so actually, when I've been when I've traveled, um, uh, and also had to deal with the government of the countries I've gone to, because I've gone to Vietnam, I've gone to China, and uh, so. So depending on who you talk to is the opinion that you would be getting. And so I found both a mixture of, of, of people that were supportive of Trump and the United States and others who didn't agree with the politics. Okay, that makes sense. So, and then I guess before, I, I guess, um, so I, so you travel in 2000, I guess, 16, 17, 19, so just on the time. Yeah. So now from, a, so before Trump, how do you think they, they view the United States? I'm just curious. Because I feel like when I went to travel, so I, I've, I started traveling a lot in 2013, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think 2013, yeah, 2013. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so before Trump era, I feel like a lot of countries already think about American as being spoiled and snobs mm -hmm. in a sense. Yeah. and it's true. I, I, it's true. And be, just because we come, in, we comes in, we coming in as arrogant in a sense to some degree, right? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. now I feel like when I travel, people look down on us in a sense, like, wow, you guys. I you said, but also that also varies per country because it depends if they like they do support Trump or they don't. Mm -hmm. That's for sure, but yeah. but they still group us together just because. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe your population, your citizen did this in a sense, right? Like, so yeah. they, I feel like they look down on us in a sense, though. That's why. Uh, I, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I've I've definitely encountered both opinions, yeah. and um, I I I think that has to do with like the media and information that people are fed largely in, those countries, in their countries, and yeah. because in terms of of freedom of of news and media, you don't you won't you 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 have less freedoms around the world. And certainly, like when I, I spend quite a bit of time in China, and oh yeah, the limited information. Let me tell you, it, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, what, what kind of news do you think people in China are getting? Let me tell you, like only the ones that leaks in. That's all I remember. Really yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, like you, when Mulan was released, and and um, how people didn't like how uh, the the position of the lead actresses, like how she supported uh, China, like. And then when people were talking bad about her, I'm like, you have to also understand, like, well, from, the, if you're if you're Chinese, Chinese, Chinese from China, from China, yeah. like, she doesn't really have a choice yeah. to say nothing but and that. Because they will there. make your birth certificate. It will make your your birth certificate will disappear. Like yeah. you will just not have existed. <laughs> no, so no your family's there. Your fans are fans are there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you know. Like, it's not so much that they can make life hard on you, they can just make your life not exist. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like, it's super crazy because they can understand yeah. that part of it. Like, even, yeah. like, I mean, listen, we can talk about the movie, but that's a tip topic. But, yeah, <laughs> but, um, but it's, yeah, I, I agree because I feel like people don't understand why she had to say that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So even with that, I was in my mind, I'm separating her opinion from who she is as a person, because yeah. like understanding of, of having traveled in that part of the world, I'm like she might be speaking something that isn't even her own opinion. Yeah. I, I, and you're and you're right, because see, see, if you didn't travel, you wouldn't thought of, I guess you wouldn't have that, at least awareness to thought about yeah. about that kind of view, mm -hmm. because I feel like traveling and experiencing different culture opens up another mm -hmm. way of communicating. Yeah. 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 That's true. So. Yeah, you you have to you have to walk in that person's shoes to understand more what they're where they're coming from. So, hundred uh, percent agree. Yeah. So like so then now going back to my original question. So now how do you think we view ourselves as a country? I I like there's definitely a lot of division. I've never seen what's going on now. Um, granted, I've only. Uh, Relatively young, so I've only gone through a couple elections, but yeah. this is crazy. I feel like in college, oh we, okay, yeah, let's be honest. I feel like in college, we didn't care as much. I mean, I didn't yeah. care as much. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 
in, in college, yeah. also, I feel like I feel college is our little breeding ground. So, <laughs> like we're we're very conditioned. I feel like we were very conditioned in, in when it comes to comes to universities and I ideology I feel, there. I, I, I didn't feel, like feel that. I didn't feel that at all. <laughs> I, didn't feel like it's very... well, I, I I didn't feel it while I was there, and I didn't think that way while I was there. But now, as I reflect, I'm like. Yeah, I don't know. I've always been pretty conservative in yeah. nature, and I never felt like my uh, anything that I thought conservatively was thought of as negative. attacked. Yeah, yeah, or negative either. I agree. Yeah, Same. Same yeah, because I, 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 like, I have a lot of friends that are both liberals and conservatives, and nobody ever, like, I never saw people attacking each other. Yeah. And but now on my social media, kids that I did go to college with uh, that knew me in person there and everything are yeah. are. They, they act as if they never did know me in the sense of, of what they say to me really is dehumanizing and, and, and you know, they're like, bye. And I'm like, okay, bye-bye. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean to be honest, though, if, I, if someone doesn't want to talk to me, why do I want to waste my time talking to them and agree, right? But also yeah. at the same time, I feel like, they, I, I feel like I do wish, like, I think this is where compassion comes in, right? Mm -hmm. And we tend to forget about that in a sense. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you gotta have compassion in order to, I guess, create a different level of understanding. Another level of understanding, yeah. and it's very, yeah, yeah. very hard to do that. It's I, hundred. I don't think everybody, everybody's had the awareness to do that. I mean, sometimes I even fall as well. But having that mm -hmm. compassion, especially in this kind of time, it's hundred percent crucial. Like, I think the uh, problem is uh, people don't assume uh, assume that you're in, like that you're trying to be. Uh, trying to help right like they always seem yeah, the yeah. worst in what you're trying to say so everything yeah, that you say gets like doubled down as like extrapolated into like the worst possible situation that you could yeah. have thought yeah. said yeah because uh, we make mistakes when we communicate and sometimes we don't say the things that are actually reflective of our, our thoughts because it's you know to be an effective communicator that takes work that and and, and Sometimes you, you don't say what you mean to say, and then depending on the mood of the other person, they'll, they'll extrapolate and, 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 and yeah. project whatever emotions that they want on that. And since a lot of our interactions are so limited because of the pandemic, uh, we've all been so isolated from each other. These are difficult conversations that often you need to be, you need to have in person and have a drink and be yeah. able to build that rapport and a greater understanding of where that person's coming from. And we're simplifying those opinions into little tweets and posts. I agree with you. It's so complicated. It takes that assumption, that belief, oh, that person believes in that, mm -hmm. screw that person, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is, you know, and then you, and then yeah. you, get, you get all these crazy comments and people attack, start attacking that kind of stuff. I, I, and one of the things is that... Like, so, do, you th wait, do you think this happened this year, though? Because I no. feel like I felt this before. Uh, I felt I, this definitely felt in 2016. I could have, sure. I mm -hmm. think I could have felt it in 2012, but it just wasn't the same degree. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I feel like every single election you feel some level of it, but it keeps it, getting worse. It, yeah, it just keeps magnifying, get magnifying more and more, and it just gets it exponentially get worse. Yeah. yeah. When I was in 2016, I was I was living in New York at that time, so it was very a very democratic liberal state, and so in that sense, like I'm around like-minded individuals there, so I never felt any form of attack. I had no idea of this concept of like the narrative and stepping outside the narrative until I accidentally tripped over to the other side and. And, and, you know, social media suicide or something. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I also didn't, uh, well, I don't know. I don't talk about politics much in my personal life um, just because it's not, it's not something fun to talk about 
mm-hmm. it's always like well, very it's divisive. considered impolite. They, they always say that, you know, what is polite during a conversation is, is not to talk about religion, not to talk about politics, but really? yeah, actually, it's considered polite. It's, yeah. It's, it's I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but then... I don't, know, I don't know the etiquette, sorry. I don't know any etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my excuse, right? I don't know any etiquette. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I was saying, like, like yeah, I like I didn't see it in my personal life just because we don't talk about it, but I saw it a lot on social media. Like, that was yeah. where I saw all of the divisiveness. I, 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 I love how people post, but they don't talk about it. You know, they love posting, but they don't... don't. It's just crazy. Like, I have a... So I have a so I have a friend. It's fun who, though. It's fun to incite. It is though. It's, it's fun it, to I'm trigger sorry. people. You know, I'm, well, it, well, the, the CEO not... of triggering liberals. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that too on Facebook. In in like college, I just like put out something that was just crazy, and just to see what people would say. And then, but like it got worse in like the more recent times that I just stopped. Yeah. I was like, it's too much. I, I just feel I, like okay, Tara, you know something really funny though. Like you know, the word liberal used to be a good thing, uh-huh. and now I feel like it's just a bad thing. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? It depends on the circle yeah. you're in, I feel. Yeah, it depends no, no. on the circle that you're in. No, I mean, let me dad, I remember, I remember in the early 2000s, being liberal is actually, oh, you're being progressive. It's good in a sense, right? Now being liberal is like, oh, you're gonna, you want to you wanna live in a communist world in a sense? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, and it's, it's kind of like, you wanna, like I, I feel like it goes too extreme of an assumption in a sense. Like how a term, uh, one word can determine something one day, the next day could be another different meaning. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah. Well, we're definitely seeing that a lot now, and <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, you're just striking a word and making it offensive. When it's like, wait a second, yesterday it wasn't considered offensive, and now I just tripped and, and it offended the entire world. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah, it's it's just my word. That's all I'm saying. Like, it's, there's a lot of stuff well, that we used to yeah. say that is very offensive in general now. Uh, just. All of our stuff. 90s movies. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Oh like, you couldn't do any of the stuff that we did in the 90s and 2000s now. No, you can't. Though. I, you can't. I, I think that, that that is a lack of progress, though, because the thing is, when you're among friends and in a safe, like, you have a trust with that person, that yeah. when they're joking, they're not doing it to insult right. you. And, 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 and jokes are supposed to be allowed to be jokes, yeah. right? Absolutely. Absolutely, and but but that was built because we had trust with each other, and now people don't trust each other, so they assume that you're coming from like some of this horrible like perspective. Angle attack, or whatever perspective, yeah. Yeah, what, and what do you I'm think like, that is though? Like, why do you, what do you think that there's such a misdistrust? Is it because you do you think it's because it's a lack of communication, or is it because, mm-hmm. or is it or I feel like what surrounds us or would be fed into our head kind of plays a role into that? Do you think? Well, I think a lot of people have been uh, conditioned and socialized into into this framework of thinking and things have been labeled as offensive and like every day something new is labeled as offensive and it's 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 this search for political correctness that is now taken to the extreme. It's getting woke. And I, now now I'm just like <laughs> woke. Oh my god. You gotta get like, woke. Like how how. how how are you saying that you're woke and you've never even left this country to, <laughs> like, and to gain extra perspective to add yeah. on to your own? But I, I think it has to do with like... Uh, like I 100% agree with that. When you sit there right there, like, how do you think you're woke if you haven't even stepped out of your own country? So sometimes I feel like... Or your own state sometimes. Or your own state. <laughs> your own state. Yeah, right, yeah. Or your own state. America is huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I 100% agree. Like, like... Uh, I mean, I mean, listen. We can dive into this topic a little bit more on the side, but uh, well, you know, going back to the, you know, so like, you know, the reason why I was bringing that, you know, I get what the country stands for is because I feel like 
you know, in a sense, some people view our country that we're heading towards one route from an outside mm -hmm. perspective, and some people think that we're heading to this other route, right? Like, for example, like I hear, half of my family think that this country is heading toward nationalism because we've been through it and we've seen it happen. And uh, or half of the country has been saying we're heading towards populism in a sense. Or, and it's kind of like... What was the second one uh, that you said? Uh, populism in a sense. Populism. populism. Yeah. It's like, it's, so it's like kind of interesting way of thinking. What, do, do, you, do you think that way too? Do you think that we're heading one direction versus the other direction? Or do you think we're heading towards like a different I, direction? I, I think it's important actually to have both, both, to be both prideful and humility. Humility is actually one of the founding principles that found uh, the, the founding fathers. It's one of the core values of America is, is is to be humble. But the when I do believe America is the is the greatest country in the world. But I don't say that from a from a stance that I'm. I think that we're better than other people. I think that we are in a position that we are able to help other people. But at the same time, like when you do it too too much, you you. That we have real issues here in America, like homelessness. We have, you know, all of the problems that are in in other countries. Even clean water in some places, and it's like what? Like if 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 we've been so focused in a sense to helping others that we have neglected our own. Like well, we should. Yeah. Why, why do we have homelessness in in America and the rest yeah. of the world thinks we're like the greatest country in like yeah. in the world? And like we need to still focus on our own and take care of our own children and and, and yeah, our own citizens like, in like that regard. Have a balance, right? Yes. Um, I guess be I guess because after you know whatever over two some of that and we grew so rapidly and we mm -hmm. I guess we took it upon our shoulder to help out and sent mm -hmm. everybody and we spread too thin. And, yes. Yes. And we did. Part of and part of that I think even though we spread too thin, people thought we're like oh we're just trying to get our Western influence into them as well. Like you know in, you know and at the end of the day I feel like you could have been played for whole role. Too. At the end of the day, power mm -hmm. though does corrupt a lot of your core values. At that yes. 100 agree. Yeah. And I feel like, and then how do you, how do you, I guess, how you can you view that? How do you fix that stuff by being more, you know, more humble in a sense? But we tend, mm -hmm. we do tend to lack of that. I 100% agree mm -hmm. with that part. From, and, from both places, we have to have like that, that sense of humility so that we know that there's opportunities for improvement. But it's yeah. important to have that national pride because yeah. that, that's what instills in us a motivation to move yeah. forward is because you have to have something to be proud of. Actually, if you look at, you know, how has, how went imperialism and, and, and the conquistadors of, of yeah. way back when and actual colonizers, yeah. they like how did they they stripped people of their pride, of their ethnic culture, of their ethnic pride. And when you take that away from their identity, if a person stands for nothing, they can fall for anything. Yeah, but do you feel like at this right now though, is that something that's happened to a diversity that our, our cultures right now in the sense though? Is it because like I feel like this is this is this is like an ongoing topic, like you know, with all these social uh, social issues going on, and then you know, like with all the racism going on, a little bit more, I guess because of social media blowing it up more. I feel mm -hmm. like that's is is giving it like that perspective, that visual right now. Yeah, yeah, because it is in a sense like taking away uh, an American pride, yeah. and by by doing that, like making us feel ashamed of who we are, and and. I, I like to keep my earlier editions of my writing, for instance, because like when I go back and I reflect, I can see how I've improved. And if I, if I, like not everything was a work of art from the start, but if I discard that, I won't be able to see my own progress. And it's part of recognizing your own progress is also what gives you pride and identity so you can see how you evolve in That's our true. own individual experiences in life. Yeah. And so we've been, a lot of the, a lot of the 
stuff going on now with cancel culture and shaming and, and telling you that you're being offensive. It's just ways of putting you down and, yeah. and stripping away a pride. Like, I, I don't remember, like, feeling over the last several years, I didn't feel very proud to be an American. And now I feel as I've been re, like, re-looking at history and, and reckoning it myself yeah. and remembering all the things that did make America great, like that's what's been instilling more of my pride and more that I'm proud to be an American. And I think that's, that's I think it's really important. No, I agree. Like you said, you brought up having that balance, right? Because that comes back mm-hmm. down to is having that individualism as well too, though, because uh, I feel like if you had that individualism to care for each other, but also at the same time though, like there are certain time periods where you need to have that individualism and that unity. And I feel like mm-hmm. right now we lack that unity. And that's one of the core mm-hmm. values that we that we're founding on, you know, that unity. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And how do we start a more perfect union? Yeah. And how but how and that's the thing though, like how how can we come overcome that? Because I feel like we've gotten more uh I guess more split apart after mm-hmm. 2016 than ever before. Mm-hmm. It's super hard yeah. to get that together. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 And we're yeah. on the like you like you look at <laughs> Like how, like how we've gone, it looks like it's projected to get more divisive as we go. So it doesn't yeah. seem like mm-hmm. there's and, and there's no why, like stopping to it. Well, and, and that's just why I guess a view perspective is that people think that we're becoming more a nationalism country in a sense because then that that set of people, people whoever rules, will follow that set of you know beliefs, and then that becomes like okay, as we close out our, our let's say that we close our economy system, our border, whatever it is, we're trying to focus ourselves. We're shooting ourselves in the foot. I mean, I you know, obviously you don't want history to repeat itself. Though in a sense, like a lot of people think that the United States, yeah, like, like it's, this is the Roman era of falling, of our fall, downfall right now, right? As the United States heading towards the downfall, that's what, it, what a lot of people are thinking. And I feel like we may have hit a hiccup because obviously you cannot always go up. It's just you, mm-hmm. I guess like you cannot always go up. I mean. I guess the stock market can, I guess, but that's a <laughs> Our current stock market can, yeah, can go forever. Yeah, it can go forever, but anyway. So, but, but I feel like we, we hit a plateau, we hit a roadblock. I feel like if we don't fix certain things, you know, that we could pivot up and down, that could pivot up and down, in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going back to that original question is that like, a lot of people well, think that. First off, let me ask you, Mike, why, why do you think it's a roadblock? Uh, we're at this plateau. Uh, because. Like you said, right? We're, we're becoming more diversified in a sense to where, like, where our common ground isn't. Uh, we don't even talk about common grounds anymore. We don't. We can't. We don't even. We, we don't even talk about what's actually, you know, what our necessities are anymore. We're just talking about. You know, what I mean, like, if there's no, there is no. Like, during our worst time, even, even uh, in 2008, 2009, whatever happened, recession happened. At least bipartisanship had happened. At least, right? Right now, it, it's hard to get something. The reason why they passed this first stimulus is because shit hit the fan really fast. Yeah. <laughs> like, shit hit the fan really fast. That's the reason why you had to come together to get something done. Otherwise, you'd be screwed. Right now, I feel like they haven't passed the second round, but I think it's because of the election. And I think that's a different right. topic we can talk about, but I feel, and he, our people, our humans should come first, though, in a sense. Our citizens should come first, right? And Yeah. And right now we're not taking care of each other at all. I feel like there's too much power out there. People are trying to grab. We tend to get us. The people tend to get left out. Mm. Well, it's so also about evolving. empowering ourselves, and uh, we have to empower ourselves to 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 also push forward. And yep. so, in terms of like, it's not just about like the the leadership that's out there, but we as a people 
to need to to not victimize ourselves, and I feel like there's a lot of victimization. Like like we're we're being told to that you're the victim, you're the victim. I I like growing up biracial in America. I never felt a victim. My family's my my family. My father's a refugee into this country. My mother's an immigrant into the country as well. And like until now, like. People are telling me like you're the victim, you're you're a POC, and I'm like, what the heck is this POC? I also... Like, I'm just <laughs> American. Well, <laughs> so, 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 hang on. Like, how do you? What kind of message have you seen that you they feel like they're telling you you're the victim? I'm just curious. Can you give an example? Like, how do you? How do you... The... Well, I, I, I do, I do it, from a social media perspective and, yeah. and, and the conversations that I have observed there and on, on YouTube is a, a, when I talk about like victimization, yeah. like I, I think that that takes away a person's like, if you have to decide you are not the victim in a situation and you push forward, but if you cater yourself, your emotions to playing the victim, you will never move on. I agree. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, like life does happen. There's, there's, but that, you know, 10% bad thing that happens in your life shouldn't denote, like dictate the rest of the the 90% about it. It's like every, every, in a sense, a fall or a challenge, like rise up to the occasion of it. See what, yeah. see what you can, what, what it's hard though. Like, I mean, that's that. a, like, for example, like the mental stress behind mm-hmm. that is super hard. Like, okay. So I agree with you. Like we shouldn't victimize ourselves. For example, my parents migrated to two different countries and reset, restarted from scratch twice. Exactly. Hawaii. Yeah. And they yeah. never complained about it. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. 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 If I use the word unfair in my household, both my parents will be like, "You have food on the table. How dare you say life is unfair? <laughs> yeah. Get, like you, like do not sit into and 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 just seep in your own, you know, thought process of of life is unfair. Yes, life is unfair. Except that life's unfair. Yeah. What it, the question is, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, that's true. And so, like, you know, so going back to that uh, question, right? Even though. We're heading to just I guess whatever people view whatever direction is that what are people going to do about it right and and mm-hmm. that's the reason why I get mad when people don't vote in a sense that okay well, I mean mm-hmm. you complain about all this stuff you feel like you're victim but you're not doing anything about it if you want to do mm-hmm. something about it you be more vocal about it you get more involved mm-hmm. in a sense uh, I I, yeah. I have and try to have that hard conversation with somebody I and, agree uh, and it's it sucks though I think sense, I like, think it's uh I also got like where. Um, when I, uh, like say in 2020, uh, what was it, 2016, I voted yeah. third party, right? Cause I didn't want, I didn't like either candidate and people said I threw my vote away, which I don't I see bullshit. that as all. I feel like that's yeah. such bullshit. Why would you say yeah, I threw yeah. my vote away? You're all, you're telling everyone to go vote, but yeah. vote for what you, who you want. That's what you're yeah, saying. I agree, yeah. Right. Like, let me, let me vote and let me, let me show my support that like, like let me show my unsupport of the entire system by voting yeah. someone else. Listen, yes. you can work with Kanye West if you want to, you know? Yeah, if you want. I have my, yeah. my, my voter thing right here. <laughs> Little Kanye West. <laughs> I, I, met, I met several people who said they were voting for Kanye. No, it happens, though. Just because, it happens. Yeah. I mean, if, if, their, if their belief ties in his belief, it, it happens. And, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately, though, like, you know, uh, at least they're, stu- they're trying to do something about it in a sense, right? And they're not doing anything at all. So like you know, so when you Google American core values, it literally like mm-hmm. it comes down to that individualism, that liberty, that self-government, that mm-hmm. uh, it talks about you know that you that was called that unity in a sense. But also, it, it people tend to forget that we're also found on equality in a sense, right? And right now, mm-hmm. yes, with also with the also social uh, uh, injustice going on, equal, I think I feel like everything, all the, all our core values getting attacked all at once, and mm-hmm. we spread too thin. And our mind is getting overwhelmed. And I, that's why I feel like right now. 
what I found for me is like when my core values were attacked, they became stronger. Because like if you're if if you're standing on you know your platform, and the more people attack me, the stronger my my I solidified what I believe in and what I stand for. Well, and and people get, people become you know angry at me for being so vocal about being a Trump supporter, but uh-huh. they they but when they lash out and 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 send that anger towards me, it like I'm not the one who ever gives in to bullies, and that's what it is. Yeah. So if you're telling me to shut up, I become more vocal. And then also, like, uh, from private messages, people tell me, like, thank you for being vocal because I'm not able to speak. Because there, there are real-world ramifications. People are being fired yeah. for their political beliefs, for, for being a Trump supporter. They get fired for it. Yeah. And so there's... Yeah, and that's that's crazy. crazy to me, though. So that's that, something that, that, that's Oh, my bad. God, it's insane. It's that's, so insane. It's, it's, it's nuts, right? Like, it's... It, okay, listen. I may, I'm, I don't know you, I don't care if you're Trump supporter or not, but you should not get fired for stupid yeah. stuff like that. And then like, yeah, and, people and have people, a right to life. Yeah, and people are okay with that. Some people, some people think it's just okay. You should be allowed your opinion. That's like freedom of yeah. speech. That's like right there. Yeah. America is one of the last few actually genuinely free countries that yeah. exists. Like when, 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 because even in Germany, you can be arrested for, for, for hate speech. You can you can be fine for that. That's not freedom of speech. Just because you have the right to say it doesn't mean it. What you say is right. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But but in terms of like, there's a difference between action and words. Yes. And so a person's values is going to be established not by the words they say, but where they how they act, their actual behavior. And now we're defining people's morality based on the words that they use. When that is at no form an indication that you are a good or bad person. Yeah. So if you okay, so how about this now? Going back to what you're saying, like you know, so this, obviously you you support Trump. Do you think that people view you? I mean, let's say that let's say that um, obviously people some people don't know you, right? And they watch this video and they're like, okay, just a Trump supporter. What like there's an instant image right on their mind, like instant yeah. image. It's because it's stereotyped right away. Yeah, it's because I feel like like the way he represents himself, it kind of represent it's an odd. I think that image and that goes that image into their person that head that in, the, in their head, and now okay maybe she likes it because she probably is like that person too in a sense. It's so it's kinda, when you say okay no go ahead when you say like how how he represents himself is he actually representing himself or is it being filtered through a a, a part a third party media system and they're well, I, I can't control that right I can't I can't, I can't yeah. control that right. So ultimately, it's what we view. Each of us gets on source differently. Each we yeah. view differently, right? But ultimately, yeah. like in a sense, for example, like when I, okay, I'll describe why. I'll describe how I view Trump in a sense, where yeah. I'm not knowing him in person, right? So yeah. the way he communicates, I feel like he communicates horribly. Okay, I feel like yeah. he definitely. He's, a, he's an average Joe. He's, yeah, correct. When he, he speaks, yeah. he's just—he's not a politician he, at and, all. And, and, and the reason why—the reason why I can say that is because when I—I I mean, everybody sees this because we. All the past presidents are actually communicators, and then we get him. So therefore, we have mm-hmm. this automatic image of comparison mm-hmm. of communication, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, and then you, and then, and then, and then you get Kaylee, uh, uh, the press secretary. She's able to yeah. articulate it, and then she gets, yeah, and she's she, she's great at communicating. She's, right? she's great. She's, I think she's like she's even amazing. She's like it. Yeah, she like, kills it every time. Like she, yeah. I don't even <laughs> I don't know if I could do what she does. I'm like her and Kenneth Owens for for future runs for president. But 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 you know what I'm saying? No, like in a sense, like it's it's like one of the ways. Like you know, if you envision somebody, the, the first that's the first thing you think about. Like is the how they way they yeah. communicate. And and. and, and, and here, it, it depends also on the what you value, too, when you're making yeah. a judgment on a person. It's going to be, do you value their words or do you val- value their actions? 
you evaluate a person based on their action or do you evaluate them on words? So and should be, first should, impressions so, are important, but they're not accurate. I 100% agree. And going back to what I was trying to say is that, so what I, so way I envision, okay, so you know what? In a sense, okay, the way I view, okay, the way he speaks, okay, and then now the next thing is that, okay, what have his, what, what, what his action done in the past or what he's mm -hmm. planning to do matters a lot. I 100% agree on that, yes. part, that part. And so, like, people view that slightly, you know, they don't, they don't even go, they don't even go into that sometimes and then yes. dissect that, right? Because ultimately, yes. because the way he talks, again, he, he spits out a lot of BS, at least in my perspective. But I feel like his action, he does slightly different things to distract us for something. I don't know why, is it a game or not? That's a whole different topic. But he's act, so I follow what he actually executes in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. And so, do you agree with me? Okay. No, there is like a, a, a protest outside. So I was hearing something and I thought it was in, in one of your mics, but it was mine. So I was like, what is outside? Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Oh, there's a protest outside, nice. Yeah, there's a protest as we speak. Normal. Normal, <laughs> Normal San Francisco. That's what happens. Yeah, Normal. Yeah. Anyway, um, no. So, so, uh, so anyway, what, what I was going with that is that because I mean, this is my way of thinking in a sense, okay, you know what, I, at least the way, I, and I think, you know, you mentioned before, like, how do you judge somebody, right? So for me, I follow the action as well, because, listen, at, at the end of the day, he can tweet a thousand times, I don't care less. Mm -hmm. But people... What action, what, what actions have, uh, have you made your judgments on when it comes to Trump? Um, his international actions, I think that's one of the crucial thing. I think the, the whole trade agreement, I think he did good on that. Uh, I, I feel like... You know, there are certain things that he could have done better electing the right people into his office and team cabinet. I feel like a lot of income, I, I mean, my own view is a lot of companies. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it's just, in general, I feel like he could have better people in his cabinet. I'm sorry. It's just, I just personally, there's a lot of people that, you know. Okay. Uh, um, but, but you see what I'm saying? Like, I actually watch his action for certain things like that. Like, yes. and a lot of people don't. And yeah, yeah. They can't get past the the words that are the words that are being told to them. Yeah. The thing is, like, soundbite clips and everything, and they don't, you know, like they don't. But you have to do research. You have to do. You have to actually go out and, and, and do a lot of research in order to find out his actions and what he's done, and to to see things in, in a different context. Like you, when I mentioned the like Abraham Accords, everyone. Do you feel like he does not purpose though, like all the distraction that he says and on Twitter stuff like that? Like, like, I feel like it's a distraction though, like. No, I think there's truth behind it. You have to look for that truth. I mean, there's, there's it's hard though. Okay. And, 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 and I think it's I think it's true and, because I think he's not. It's it's either he it's either like it's either like he's playing 3D chess while we're yeah. playing like checkers, <laughs> or it's real. Like he's just yeah. doing it because that's what so, he okay, believes. Okay, okay, honestly, though, okay. So Tara, honestly, like, do you think an average person would look behind beyond between the lines in that like that sometimes? It's hard. Unfor I Unfortunately, I have a greater hope for society that they would, whether they are or not. I guess it depends on who yeah. I'm talking to. But you, you actually have to do active research in order to find out the policies that he has implemented, the good that he has done. Like, um, like nobody was covering his when he got three Nobel Peace Prize nominations. That wasn't covered in in media. Melania gets absolutely no no credit for the things that she does. Like CNN covered her redecorating the Rose Garden. But days before that, she had a she had a panel about the about Native Americans. Yep. And 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 it was yeah, huge I, I about implementing childcare and everything there. I, I agree with that part. I feel like the mainstream media has not done justice to cover both sides, the good and the bad. 
Okay. Even more than that, actually, it's yeah. more like the, the mainstream media in terms of coverage. Over ninety-five percent. I have to look for the article, but yeah. over ninety-five percent of, of of coverage when it comes to Trump is negative. That's unprecedented amounts of negative coverage. Even yeah. when you know when we had Bush before and and, and everything, the way that they have painted yeah. like our 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 presidents and and whatnot. Yeah. Like if 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 something's being reported that much negatively, it should make people stand back and be like, whoa. Is there, a, is there a bigger story that's going on here? And well, so that's kind of also what happened with me. I don't know, like but Bush was like, Bush was pretty pretty bad in general. It's just um, we had 9-11, so like everything yeah. got t- turned upside down. So then we're yeah, like, yeah, oh, it just became yeah. very nationalized in that sense. Yes. Yeah. And, it, right. and it's unfortunate that such attack had to have occurred to unify mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, isn't it? Like, and also part of it is, is the kind of like they use that as an excuse for a lot of things. Yeah, How did you mm-hmm. and yes. justify that. I'm like, you cannot justify. Yeah. It. I'm sorry, right. like, and I don't know. We can talk about that. that's a different topic. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but I mean, so Mike, the reason why I was asking that question, right? How, like, so if you can name three good things that Trump has done and three bad mm-hmm. things Trump has done, what would that be? I'm just wondering because I'm like, okay, I feel like you're a fair person. You, you're based on your conversation we just had so far. You judge both sides. You understand? Yes. That. So yes. Yes. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. So three good things. Um. Three good things. Number one, I'm a big fan of his international relations, uh, the, the peace deals in the Middle East. I spent a month in Israel last year, and, and the first time I had um, spent time in, in that part of the world. And, you know, I visited Palestine, yeah. and and it's it's one thing when you're learning about, about it. And, like, oh, being the ground, it's different. Oh, once you get it down, it's a whole thing different. Yeah, it's apartheid in its, its, its finest. That's going By the way, I'm jealous of being Israel. Because oh, yeah, it's, that's not my top five things to go to Israel and Palestine. Yeah. There's so much. There's so much to see there, and it's it's yeah. it's, it's fantastic. But um, but I do disagree with like the Israeli yeah. politics and everything. But um, it's like hard. You can't say that without people thinking that like, oh, you're anti anti-Semitic. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a big fan. Number one of the Abraham Accords. Okay. Uh, the Abraham Accords uh, that that helped to normalize relations between the UAE and okay. Israel because like you have you have I believe it's like 13 countries that are part of the Muslim pact and yep. to have to start to normalize the relations with Israel for it yep. and then um, after that the Baran um, uh, for Baran to join I do believe other countries are going to start to follow suit and this is unprecedented so when I had spent that time in the world I'm like this is one place that that I don't see solutions because usually my mind jumps right away when it, for when it comes to problems jumps to the solutions yep. that we can have and I'm like I don't see a solution here and everything but yeah. Trump's the one who, who began to or, organize and illustrate that and I struggled so much before of, of, of America's support for, for Israel as a government seeing what was going on in Palestine yeah. and so that was something that I was struggling with but I question do you think that's yes. done based on power control in a sense or do you think that's done because okay we had we as a nation you know had to step in because we the last thing we will want because I feel like because the Middle East is such a huge oil piece of that, and mm-hmm. and I don't know. Like, I, do you think that's? I guess. I mean, it could be. You know, every, it could be a win-win situation for everybody, right? In a sense. That's yeah, what seems, right? yeah. And, that's when you have a true victory is coming up with a win-win yeah. for everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. but do you think it's just done out of good of heart? I feel like this treaty, like you know, what I mean, or there's something but behind it. I would ask you then, what what does it in a sense matter if something's done a good of the heart as long as the action itself is good? 
That's true. I agree. Okay. Yeah, I cannot disagree. So, so in 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 terms of like our our reasons, yeah. whether they're altruistic or not, I, I I don't really care. I mean, you know, good intentions pave the road to hell. Also, that's, so that's true. So, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. so I, I I don't care too much about people's intentions for something. Um, like as long as they do the right thing at at, at the end, that's what I care about. Okay. Um, so so I'm. I'm a big fan of like of, of the peace that's going on in, in in the Middle East now with UAE and then and then Iran stepping in. I do believe yeah. that more countries are going to be joining in on that. And and so when I was saying how I struggled with America's relationship when it came to Israel, knowing what's going on with Palestine, like now after that made me realize like we have to have our relationship with Israel because it keeps us at the table. If we start to just take a hard stance against something, yep. then that removes us from the conversation. And what good are you going to do once you remove yourself from the conversation? Yep, I have to agree. And then, so what's the second and third thing? So you mentioned the international relations. Um, the and then also, yeah. uh, the next is also the Right to Try Act uh, the, that allowed for, for individuals. I, I have uh, uh, friends who have lost family to cancer. And so, so the ability to 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 be having uh, treatments that were experimental, and you have to travel out of the country for, and you know, it gives access to that. So I'm a big fan of rights try, and then also in terms of like like the, the um, in terms of well, like racial justice and everything, the First Step Act, it gave a lot of people like like new new opportunities that they wouldn't have had before because like what is another thing that differentiates American culture from, from other cultures yep. is we do believe in a second chance. And I, I do feel like people make mistakes, but giving yeah. them an opportunity it, it, to learn really funny. Most people don't know what the first step ad is, I, and they don't talk about it as much. Uh, you should you know. Mm -hmm. Actually, the way I found out about it, it was, um, it, I mean, they, I mean, it was brought on back in, I guess, what, 2018, I don't remember how long mm -hmm. it was this. And so like in, my friend mentioned it to me, but but in the media, we barely talked about that in a sense. Right, right. Yeah, that's it is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, Explain so it to with, me, because I don't know with, what it is. Well, it, it allows for like um, um, uh, felons and prisoners that, um, uh, who have convicts to have uh, opportunities to to um, like reintegrate the society. Yeah. Um, first, well, you get you get arrested for marijuana for some of that for twenty years, and you get twenty years back in the day, you get twenty years jail. You know, mm -hmm. like, yeah. And get twenty years change your change your life. Absolutely, like the the, the fact that it like it, it makes it so that you it's very challenging to reintegrate into society. Mm -hmm. And for like I don't want to call like certain crimes petty or, petty or, or or whatnot, but um, there you know there's always room for improvement when it comes to our legal system. And yep. I feel like this one is something that was targeted like it is a form of a systemic racism that exists in. But what in is the US it? With, what with, is this doing? The the treaty the this um, first step act. What does it do? Uh, you said it's you said it's helping for the for these people who have been convicted to reintegrate mm -hmm. to society, but what like what well, basically, basically it reduces like a lot of the drug crimes, um, yeah. because it reduces them down from what they were. Yes, yes. Uh, so that so makes it, a lot it, of sense. It impacts individuals who who do fall into a life of of crime as defined by drugs. I yeah. feel like if if we move towards a model where we treat uh, we we decriminalize drug activity and see it more of a mental health issue and yep. approach it from a more of a humane perspective from that that seeing a person who who is in this situation it, in honest, life if, if they need a hospital bed as opposed to a prison cell yeah. yes it, it kind of helps add some common sense to this to be honest <laughs> you yeah. think about it I told uh, yeah that makes sense because like a lot of people a lot of people just get like oh they got like they got a few ounces of weed on them, so they're going to get put to jail. And then they have all these other yeah. previous stuff, so that it doubles, triples down, where they yeah. really didn't do I mean, anything wrong. 
Something that's also specific to Florida, since we're we're all from Florida, yeah. is um, you know, with Bright Futures, like it, you would lose your Bright Futures scholarship for for a minor drug conviction. Yep. And easy. often, like they, and and people rely on uh, rely on those scholarships, and then the ticket out of poverty is going to be your education. Yeah, so cool. so the individuals who who lose Bright Futures from a minor drug conviction, now yeah. you almost sentence them to a life of. Of crime and poverty you've yeah. taken their lifeline their opportunity to get out of that yeah. mm -hmm. with their education by taking it away so mm -hmm. these you like I, i'm a fan to tell you like, in yeah. florida like your, your bright future's gone it's yeah. usually you get, yeah. you get killed to that yeah yeah absolutely so so that's another like um i i think with the 1994 like crime bill that that biden was part of like it to differentiate the difference between crack cocaine and 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 and, and powder cocaine like this it's chemical compounds are the same but to like one one you know ethnic group of people use it more than the other and and so that is a form of like systemic racism that would exist um that biden put in and and so like there shouldn't be that kind of differentiation that that impacts one group over the other when really it's the same crime yeah i agree so you mentioned the three things and uh, three good things so yeah. what are the three bad things you think he's done so far just wondering you know, could he improve his vocabulary? Sure. But actually, now it's going to be I'm talking about actions. Bro. Oh, actions. Actions? Yeah. You're gonna, actually, you're going to have to help me there because most of most of the, the things that people can find him guilty of that I could say that he can improve upon are word-based, not really action-based. So, so? Uh, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> know. Like, what about, like, the entire coronavirus uh, well, situation. I, here, yeah. here's the thing. My, my, my view of government is I, I believe the power resides actually in your local and your state government. America right. is so huge. Every every governor and every city like official, they're, they're the ones responsible for, for actions and stuff like that. The federal system is actually formed is the government. Federal government is more like a bailout system. Like if you're in trouble, come to us. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll but bail I, you I out. I agree with that part. But also, keep in mind though, people look up to a leader, right? It's a big head. Yes, it's a big, right? And so yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, you know I think where Robert was going is that I feel like he downplayed this to a certain degree and it flip flop back and forth mm -hmm. where a lot of people stopped caring. I think that caused that. I feel like and then it desensitizes. Yeah, it did. It and and that sucks. It's also Sorry. yeah, and th that that's like one big thing. But also like while we were going through. This. Like, like I think on one of our first podcasts, I, yeah. I came out and I was like, uh, "Why didn't we just shut down the entire country for a month and then re back, reopen back up? Like, and then everyone's, everyone's good, and then we don't have to like shut down San Francisco for uh, seven months. Yeah. Like, it makes mm -hmm. no sense. And then like, yeah, places like Florida or like Texas, they don't, they don't shut down at all. And then, mm -hmm. like those those populations start getting influxes. As like it's yeah. just like we could have stopped the entire thing, like at one the shot. at the one top. One shot and quickly. One, one shot, shot and quickly. and done. And then once that happens, then there's more stuff to do. But like at least our population is safe. And then after that, we just have precautions after that. So Tammy, before you, before you answer that question, in a sense that like I feel like. It's hard to do that because from federal level they can dictate it, but it's like I said, it's, I think it is up to the state and local level to control that. Um, but I feel like the federal level could have given one perspective, one view the whole time. Right. That's what I feel like. Mm -hmm. it, it was it was hard to follow, especially with the mask issue. When mm -hmm. I, I was traveling oh, Asia before, and I came back literally the day before the pandemic was announced in in the U.S. I was I was looking forward to returning to normalcy. I was okay. my friends promised me normalcy when I came back to the states. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then I, you know, I land on Tuesday nights and Wednesdays declared a pandemic. pandemic I'm like, oh, yeah. crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, but so like, I, like I was wearing masks the entire time I was in Asia, even when I was traveling Myanmar, they didn't have a yeah. single case, but it's it, actually everybody masks yeah. up. Um, in Asia, it's, it's part of, you know, and they, the they culture been there. It, right? They've been through it, right? They've been through it. They, they're familiar with, with, they're familiar with it, right? Familiar already. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they're already prepared. They're not going to, in a sense, okay, you know what? It's, if I can do this for a couple of months, we'll be back to normal. Mm -hmm. They know that, yeah. right? That, that, yeah. But I feel like in the United States, we're fighting that for some reason still. And they made a politic out of it. And I'm like, that's yeah, yeah, very political. Yeah, reason. I disagree with, with politicizing the mask issue and, and, and now it's like, oh, if you're on, on the Republican side, you like you stand like, not yeah. wearing masks. I'm like, all right, this is all stupid. So yeah. like, you know, whether the science backs it one way or the other, if yep. it doesn't hurt. Like what's the- It doesn't hurt. Like, yeah, well, it well, does well. not it hurt. hurt. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. So like, but so, it, things have been conditioned to 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 mean like, uh, you know, I, I like I say all the time, like, oh, let me put on my mask and submission, but I don't I don't mind wearing my mask and submission. It's like it's, it's not even that for no. me. Like I don't I wear my mask because I want to protect myself and my family. As long as no, because like yeah. the masks don't yeah. even protect you; they protect yeah. everyone else. So like it's yeah. just yeah. making yeah. sure that like we keep our community safe. Like that's the only yeah. that's the whole thing. I, I would rather wear a mask than shut down the economy because, like, I think oh, also, like, shutting down, uh, shut, shutting down areas that don't need to be shut down. That's the thing with uh, in terms like a federal mandate when it comes to a mask or a federal like everybody shut down. Like, not every part of the country. Like, America's huge. Like these yeah. countries that that they're like, oh well, this country did a nationwide like shutdown. Your country is the size of one of our states. Yeah, I agree. So, so every area needs to decide what you know what's going to work for itself. itself. I mean, I, yeah, I heard something. I also and, feel, and, I, and, yeah, right. Also, has to do with like you know the amount of like hospitals that are in the area. So, a key mm -hmm. thing is not to overwhelm the hospitals because we saw what was happening in Italy. And that was tragic. Yeah. Like the, the the age of people being treated lower and lower. Like I was like, oh well, if you were mom, dad, if you were in Italy, you you would not even be admitted into the hospital now because you're you're yeah. over sixty five. And also keep in mind that they were definitely not ready for that to happen overnight, in a sense. And yeah. the, the craziness behind it is that, you know, and so, you know, going back to the things that I feel like, you know, Trump has done poorly on is that, you know, I, I feel like but that's... He, he didn't shut down the flights to China. Yeah, but to a certain degree, you know. So, actually, funny story, when I heard, when they did that, I called my parents, like, hey, because my parents was in Hong Kong at that time. And I'm like, I think you need to go home soon. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like, let me, like, I'm going to reroute you just in case people just shut down because they, they, they kind of start talking about it. I have a friend who works in the White House already, so I kind of heard that rumor in a sense. I'm like, mm -hmm. and you know what? I'm like, let me reroute you. And then two days later, they announced the shutdown, you know? But I feel like that, that could have been, done, that should have done, be, that should have been, that should have done earlier in a sense. But like I said, I feel like that everything got delayed so much and we should have, the approach of it listen, could have been left and right, right? It could have been this, could have been that. But I feel like one direction I've, and with one uh, you know, unified voice could have brought this to a better right. uh, control, I guess, mm -hmm. you said. Mm -hmm. uh, whether we mandate every single state to shut down is a whole different topic, but I'm talking about just having mm -hmm. one sense of you know, voice behind it. And not downplaying it or desensitizing it in a mm -hmm. sense, like now people think it's a joke. And right. I mean, still nowadays, people who are not healthy they get affected by it now because they're the ones that suffer mm -hmm. the consequences. And uh, you and yeah. I may be prepared for help because we're younger right now, but yeah, yeah. So and it's, it sucks to be honest. Like I said, that's yeah. it. I mean, uh, everybody, everybody does need to take the virus seriously. It's it's real, one hundred percent. I I I I know people who got sick, gotten very sick, and yeah. you know so I'm worried I, about yeah. them. 
So yeah. so everybody needs to take the virus very real and and, and exercise precaution according okay. to you know their own their their own lives and everything yeah. and their own living arrangements and everything. But like to shut down like people's uh, ability to to put food on the, on the table. Like there's there's gonna be other you know effects that are going to happen from that. Yeah, so, but that already is happening. Right? There, like there's already people that are yeah. Not, yeah. that have lost their jobs and then not so, not working yeah. for months and months already. Yeah. So so, so Tara, yeah. then what, what, so what, I mean, going back to my original question, right? I mean, so that's one thing that we from coming from our side the way we think mm-hmm. we could have done improve on. But I mean, you gotta have something from him that you think he could have improved on or done better. Come on, you gotta have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like handling of the hand, handling of the coronavirus like the yeah. mask issue and everything like mm-hmm. could he encourage it i think he just leaves the power up to the people to decide for themselves um but he's the leader though sometimes you gotta be you, you have to leave but i mean in, in, in from the other perspective he's just assuming people are smart enough to make decisions according for them for themselves and it's it's you know and it's is it the right shirt or the right and everything yeah. but just like wear your mask everybody that's <laughs> for me i, I, mean, I, I always say yeah, I, okay i agree mask. that has to be a balance for sure yeah um yeah. But okay, so what are the uh, so what what are the two things you think he could have improved on, like or done? I mean, like they stop or has done polio and he can improve on in a sense. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna help me out with this. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll let you know. If I, I helped you out with one. We helped you. I already helped you out with one. If you wanna go, if you wanna go. Alright. No, well, I mean, I mean, listen. The whole point of that conversation, <laughs> I wanna be able because you're the so you know him, you follow him very closely. You done, you mm-hmm. know what he's done his action. So you should know the good and bad. Right. Sense. And then, like, no yeah. one's perfect. Yeah, so, yeah. like, he, there's definitely yeah. things well, well, that here, he's done. Here's, here, yeah. here's the thing. Like, uh, like um, if, if, if I'm being limited to mm-hmm. actions, like, I agree with most of his actions. Like, almost all of his actions. Yeah. His words are, are where he can improve upon. Um, yeah. Because, like, it, it's, you know, it's everything's been spun and so soundbite around everywhere. So do you think so, that because so, his poor word of choice has kind of like kind of brought up a lot of more racism stuff around lately because the way he view things and then, and then people take that and spun it around differently like is that you think that, that has to be i don't think the devices i don't think the divisiveness that we're experiencing now is a result of him i think this is years and years and years in the making of, of how people think these people don't well, switch been, the way they around. think overnight oh, yeah. it's, it's been, yes it's been, it's been, it's been around. around for a while for sure 100%. yeah yeah so a lot of people that are pinning it pinning it pinning it on him saying like, oh, he's the one who made it this way or, you know, or for fanning the fire and everything. I don't, I don't believe that he's fanning the fire for it. I think that, um, that people will hear what they want to and yeah. use, you know, and, and shape it to, to fit their narrative as necessary, especially like, you know, the main, main thing that I, I hear from people is always the racism thing. Yeah. They him as being racist. Um, and though he's, 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 he's condemned, uh, racism and white supremacy yeah. and, and and everything like 300 billionth time and everything but it's still you know when we had the town hall just like oh, the other night like it was still one of the first questions that he was asked that it's like yeah. exhaustive to like how many I times mean, does he have to say it yeah <laughs> i mean oh I, 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 that's what we were talking that's what i text messaged you about was because of the uh the uh, debate well, I, on the debate when they were asked if you will condemn like who is it what the boy what boys is it uh Proud I Boys. Just a, I, I just met Enrique. Um, uh, Tara, he's, he's the leader of the Proud Boys. I met him a couple of nights ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, that's... Hang on. Hang on. Yeah. So, hang on. Back, 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 back. so okay. what is the Proud Boys? I don't, I'm don't. i literally behind the news right now. That's why. So can somebody explain this to me a little bit? I mean, the Proud people... Boys 
Proud Boys has been deemed like online. If you look them up on the Wikipedia page, with any anybody can write on Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, they've been deemed a like a white supremacist group. So the leader of, of Proud Boys, he, he's he's Cuban American. Yeah. Like he's ethnic, and he's he he's come out den, uh, like uh, denouncing white supremacy, racism, like all the isms, anything that like harms people. He's come out and den, and, and denounced it. So, okay. but he, they've been like. Uh, yeah, I don't know where they've they... been told by people that that they're a white supremacist group. Oh, they, really? They're not. Okay. Yeah, they're I don't not. know. I don't know where they come up, up with like, like groups of white supremacists, but like. Yeah. Uh, when he was like, they asked a question to Trump, yeah. uh, will you denounce like groups that are white supremacist? And then he's like, give me an example. And they said oh. the Proud Boys. Like Trump yeah, said, give me an, Trump said, give me an example. Yeah. And somebody um, said the Proud Boys. And I had never heard of them. Right. So, <laughs> so then at the like in the debate, he said something like stand, stand back and stand by something yeah, like that. Stand back, stand by. And yeah. so the, and then, the word yeah. stand by was taken and, and run with saying, like, oh, he's telling telling them to stand by. like. And, like, the Proud Boys, late, like, later that night came out and put out a video and it was like, yes, President, will stand by or something like that. Right? Like, <laughs> they, they, like, fueled the fire even more. Uh, but that's, what, that's, that's how we that's how we reconnected because I asked a question about that, about, like, yeah. what would, what did he actually mean? When he said stand by, like, I don't know, like, even like me trying to think of like him in like trying to assume good in like yeah. what he's what he's doing. I don't know what he means by stand by. Like, I don't even know. Okay, and I, so the, I don't really understand. So, like, so I guess that happened because of that mishap or is that, is, is that done purposely, like in a sense? I don't know so, if it's done purposely. I don't know how much he does super yeah. purposefully when he's speaking. Right. Like, it seems like he yeah. just goes off the cuff and doesn't really. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sure have, his publicist is trying to try, drive some publicists. Right, that's probably like his publicist was probably like, "What the f- are you doing? Like, come on, man!" <laughs> but yeah, I like that. But like when I was but asking that question, that was, it was, that was more like the main takeaway. Everyone's main takeaway. That from was the their, entire debate. Yeah, really? it was. It was very big. It was really big. Um, and everybody forgot what. Everybody, and everybody forgot what happened. Well, most of it was just. Uh, interrupting each other and like not nothing really was said in the whole debate so like that okay. was yeah, yeah. one thing that was said okay. so it was brought it was like right. made bigger so, because there's nothing else so, to so, do. I, I, so I, I, the, I met the I met the leader of, of Proud Boys Enrique yeah. and um, uh, just a couple nights ago and so I asked him like what is what is Proud Boys like yeah. I had this assumption that they were like a militia group yeah. They've been protecting the cities. They've been protecting the cities and fighting against Antifa for, yeah. for when police are told to stand down and they can't do anything. Like, they've been the ones who've been out there protecting cities, protecting property, um, and and uh, basically battling Antifa. And so he's, so they are actually, he's like, we were a drinking club, basically, of men. <laughs> I'm like, well, what does that mean? He's like, we're a drinking club of men, and and uh, but we're you know proud boys is, is they're they're proud of their Western culture and unapologetic yep. for being American. Yeah. And that's what that's what they are. And so now that they 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 come and just started protecting the cities from Antifa. This is crazy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is the first time I heard about it. I mean, I I, I mean, I, I just I you just... didn't watch the first debate, did you? No, of course not. Uh, dude, I was in I was in Zion. No, what was that? Oh yeah, you were on your I, I, trip I, I, back to yeah, from, I was in from LA I was in, to. Let me tell you, I was enjoying my peace. Let me tell you, it was such a nice peaceful time. 
Yeah. You didn't miss anything. The whole the whole debate was trash. No, I was I was you know, I was in Sedona, so I was in Sedona Park. <laughs> yeah, it was it was nice. It's gorgeous. But anyway, so um, okay. So the reason why I was asking that, you know, what are the few bad things? Because I feel like we we, we tend to be blinded for sometimes by our own the way people, the way we do things, and I I'm guilty right. of that as well. You know, like I, I feel like to be honest, the whole uh the whole immigration could have been better in a sense. Uh, or right now, even right now, so should think about this right now. I feel like our why what, are what part of what part of immigration? Well, so oh, I'm talking about break it down to me. I'm sorry. So I'm talking about in terms of like you know, okay, I get to have to protect our border, right? For sure. I feel like mm-hmm. uh, but I but I feel like that that process could be improved on because the way that he displayed it is like more people. Okay, you just made it super very controversial for people now instead of being straightforward about it, say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. This is what this is what should be done. I mean, I guess there's no way to spin it around, but listen, the goal is to protect our people, our border, make sure that there's less mm-hmm. crimes and less immigration. Mm-hmm. Thing. If people want to come in, they, they have to do it the right way. And I get that, 100% agree. Listen, my parents did it the right way. Everybody, you know, it just makes mm-hmm. it a better, better way, I, and I get it. But but there are certain, certain circumstances, like back in the day, you know, especially in Central America, people just fleeing the government just to go to a better place. like. So mm-hmm. it was refugee in a sense, right? And we don't. Even, mm-hmm. I don't think South from uh, Central America. Back, you know, you know. I guess people who migrated from Central America to Mexico and then to go and then go to the United States. I feel like we mm-hmm. haven't even given that chance then to have that kind of refugee in a sense. But then we bring refugees from other countries, from Europe. You know, so it's kind mm-hmm. of like a little. You know, we're going backward in a sense. Listen, I I do believe in uh, the right way to get immigrated. I do believe in a sense. I. Uh, and a sense of um, how to put it, like, like I don't, I don't think we should spend a thousand billion dollars of freaking uh, building a wall if they could spend money on trying to figure out the homeless situation. To be honest, like you know, I mean, or the healthcare situation, you know, or like the amount of money that we're spending on something like that. Like, we have to be smarter. And I mean, I but mean, now that I, he said it, I kind of want the wall. <laughs> now that he said it. But it's a marketing thing, though. It's a marketing. Thing. I feel like he's, he does. He he he's done a great job at that. Let me tell you. I I I feel like the, his brand has grown significantly, dramatically. Everything obviously since he became president. In a sense, whether it's good or bad, right? He just his brand just mm-hmm. expanded. Um, well, he did. He did say no, there's no such thing as bad publicity. He's he's the one that said that. Yeah. But um, if if I could respond um to yeah. what you have said already, yeah. um, actually by enforcing he, he he was just enforcing existing immigration laws that have yeah. never that haven't been enforced in the past. Yeah. And the thing is, like I I personally think it's it's less cruel to to have stopped people from illegal immigration at the border, mm-hmm. as opposed to to just allowing people to to come in, start lives, start yeah. families, have roots, and then, and then to kick them out of the country. Yeah. That's yeah. when you're divide. That's when you're splitting families apart. Yeah. I find that to be more cruel. So, so like, who's actually the, the deportation deportation king? Yeah, was actually Obama. Obama deported significantly more individuals from the country than than Trump. Oh, I actually read about that. So during Obama's time, he enforced yeah. it a lot, but he enforced it differently in a sense that he, yes. like, he did it a little bit more quietly. But also part of it that because right now he has to do it more, I guess, loudly because. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I feel like you know going back to what you said, right? Yes, so do like, it more loudly because when he was running, he was so loud. That's yeah. really what it is. Yeah, that's yeah. the only reason. But 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 the thing is that though, like so, let's say that you know if you wanted to do it better, right? 
And the important part, like you mentioned, you know, having family, the people have families here, and yes, some people get deported even after they serve the military for the United States. Like, this mm -hmm. should, there should be, like, at least a program for those transitional people. Uh, you're already here. Yeah. Right? Well, before, in, in, in a sense, like, um, because we've had it in the past that we've granted uh, uh, automatic citizenship to all the illegal immigrants that were here in, in the U.S., I thought you were born illegally, you automatically get citizenship. I think that was the, um, Well, there, at one point we had 3 million illegal immigrants here. Yeah. I, I, I forget which year, so I won't yeah. you know, speak. But there was a point that we had like 3 million illegal immigrants, and then they passed a law and that gave everybody citizenship. And yeah. then oh. since since then, I'll, I'll have to look for it and send it to you. Okay. But, um, but, since, but since then, our immigration problem, our illegal immigration problem, has only like increase. The thing is, before you can do something like that, you have to secure the border, yeah, okay. and then you can then you can provide a program for those yep. who are already here because it creates a deficit of people to just kick everybody out of the country, yep. and that's gonna you know be yeah. a, a wrong maneuver. Yeah. So, but before you can create the program and implement the program for for giving, uh, because in a sense you are yeah. you, you would be rewarding people who broke the law. Yeah. And so so you have to first secure the borders. And then come up with the then implement the solution for the individuals that are here. And the thing is, like with the with illegal immigration and then creating sanctuary cities, like we think the concept of sanctuary cities is like 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 fantastic that we're harboring individuals or, or you know providing them. That, but, I don't but know about that. I'm against sanctuary cities. I'm against sanctuary cities because they're not able to like you're if if you don't know that a person's here mm -hmm. like and and if they're afraid to like in a sense like come forward if a crime happens yep. that is truly a voiceless like if, yep. if i if, 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 if i would run i would run the country the way i would run my house if i can't if i can't guarantee your safety inside my house you can't come in yeah. like I'm responsible. I, I, if, if you come here it, like regardless if i want you or not yeah. you're still my responsibility i i, I agree but and that's, and that's just why i feel like this should have once you close that border i feel like there should be a new program that he could have implemented yeah. where hey how do we transition you into that i feel like that was a lack of even now, right now, for example, because of COVID, what happened, detaining, the, the whole refugee camp, the detaining camps right now, it's, and there's some videos out there that's reported by third parties. It's just so cruel. We have our own But you, do you, do, the kids in cages, you, do you know who created those, um, when those, the, that vi video footage and everything was, was made? Which one? It was during Obama, it, um, the, the kids in cages. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was yeah, those camps have been there yeah. for a while. I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were, they were implemented actually by Obama's era. Yeah, back to back to this. But I feel like he could have, to be honest, if he wanted to do better, he should. Mm -hmm. he, that that should have been, you know, literally. It's it's or, it's actually, yeah. but like Mike, it's it's like hard to like yeah. implement new laws rather than enforce them, right? So like putting in, uh, like like enforcing what's there. It seems yeah. like an yeah. easier thing to do than like being like, okay, we're gonna do this, and then now we're adding in all of these new. Yeah scenarios where like oh these people yep. are okay like it seems yep. like a a lot more work and it's it's harder to get that through to get that but, okay but, done. but the that, uh, so trump's so good at making trying to make everything transparent in a sense right like mm -hmm. and and i feel like that should have been a, one of the first things that he should have addressed to sell that i mean i i feel like he in a sense like he's trying even though he's trying if he's trying to do good this is what he should make it transparent about hey this is already exists here right how yeah, yeah, that he's, he's enforcing existing laws. He's not, yeah, but, he didn't create anything he, new from that. He's just been enforcing the existing laws. Yeah, but again, that, that wasn't come out as, as an average person, they don't think, they don't hear that. We don't know
that's true. We don't. We don't. We don't hear it. We don't hear that. You. Yeah. You have to research. You have to. You yeah. have to research to find out what that's yeah. out there. They but but you and I, you guys, you and I will do that because we research stuff, right? You and I will do that. But the first yeah. average person will not hear. Once they hear one thing, they don't. Okay. They don't really look into that. It's kind of harder. But, but then him. I'm sure he's aware that he, people are making a meme out of him, a joke out of him, or whatever yeah. it is, how, how he is. You would think that he would, tr would want to try to do better to be transparent about certain things. Like, hey, this already exists today. This is what is being enforced. That's the only reason why. Or I can do less enforcement of it. But as, as, because you are, even though whether you like it or not, people look upon to you. And yeah, yeah. But I feel like he has, in a sense, said it the same way that he condemned white supremacy and yeah. racism. Like, he, he does say it, but whether or not people hear it or it gets... But it's also like the platform, right? Like, like the the way I asked, the way I asked, like why he didn't say like to to the, about the Proud Boys thing was that was a platform for him to talk to, to 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 like say something in like a bigger platform where like everyone's watching, right? A lot of the times he's talking and it's not really like no one's watching every day what the president's doing, right? So like they, they, it's, not, it's not it's not well you are because like that's that's what you do, right? But like. But like a normal person, they only hear like the bits and pieces. But then right. this was a stage for see, him to they like. They just see the headline. Yeah, they just see headline, and this was a stage where everyone's like, "All right, we're gonna watch the debate." They asked the question, and then he didn't really answer the question the way that like people were expecting, right? So like it was a way for him to change narrative, but then it, it like it didn't. Yeah. I I think he just got lost in his thoughts, right? Like that's what it was. Well, but it was really that was that's why I asked you that question, and yeah, that's why yeah. like we had that whole thing, right? So that's, I don't think that's he so much got lost in his thoughts, but his focus is on on the extremist group Antifa, and so so as like, much as as much as like your thoughts are on that, like when you ask yeah. they ask you a question as direct as that, it seems like you could just answer that and then move on rather than yeah. uh, like circle, what, around, like, it. circle yeah. around it and yeah, like I don't I didn't even know what he said like he said what he said didn't make any sense so like, it was yeah. that's what I, I, that's guess, really... I, guess, I guess that was his politician response you can say because maybe but like yeah. it doesn't seem like that controversial to answer yeah I guess <laughs> so, yeah. alright so going back to the original question you know the reason why I was asking that good and bad question is because yeah. I, I feel like you know, every politician has his own good and bad. Listen, Obama's yes, definitely not of perfect. I, I feel like yes, yes, I blame Obama for not squeezing the bank harder. Let me tell you, the bank yeah. bailouts hurt the shit out of us, and I feel yeah. like horrible. Yeah. we were desperate. Listen, hey, even though we were desperate, you could have done something better. I feel like it's a lot of bullshit crap that you know. But at the same time, they had to be actually be done. And the whole thing, you know, it. I feel like the whole situation with. Uh, Okay, so you're very familiar, you're familiar with the whole healthcare situation going on right now, right? And because yes. you're not working it, and yeah. So, do you think that he has done a decent job on that, or do you think? Well, I think he's, I think he's. I like the fact that he's taking away the individual mandate part. Uh, oh, yeah, hundred percent. That part. I, I'll give you and so I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled about that, and it's still protect, yeah. it's still protecting pre-existing conditions, and I, I think that for me, kind of, Soft you know, is a solves yeah. the issue for me like you're protecting people with yeah. pre-existing conditions and you're removing the individual mandate which will you know hurt other people so yeah. so do you think that well. do you think that the why do you think that individual mandate was such a big deal at the beginning like why do you, why do obama did it in the first place do you think do you know why um i don't like uh so, well i mean there, there has to be a form of in, in a sense like funding yeah 
it, it's not helping anybody right now. Listen, I, I would think Donald Trump, as with his age being 74, 75, he will understand that. Like he, you know, but he hasn't. I, I don't think he's done anything much to that. To even to even bring us bring that up to the topic. It's just you know, I don't know. That's one thing. I've been yeah. Thinking, you know, so. Yeah. Okay. I, I hear you. I hear you. I think, like for for me, my my perspective, even with working in the healthcare uh, yeah. field, is that he he was you know he, he removed the individual mandate portion portion and he protected people with the pre existing conditions and yeah. then also um in 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 terms of, like something that he was like labeled as like transphobic about was because he 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 stopped people's ability to change their medical records because you have you know if a, if a person is identifying themselves as male mm-hmm. and then they have um they're biologically female they'll get denied like if they they need to have a hysterectomy for example but if your if your records show that you're a a male a male cannot have a hysterectomy so it would deny oh yeah that's hard that's a a whole different topic you can talk about yeah 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 yeah. yeah, but that is something that he corrected in terms of of, of related to the healthcare system i feel like that's a common sense thing that they should have corrected a while ago in a sense yeah well so the issue was before because in in obama's uh uh, attempt to be more inclusive yeah. of individuals and allowing people to change their 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 biological sex yeah. on on record, it caused like this slew of problems. So when gotcha. so when Trump came in and he said, okay, you can't change it on a medical record like perspective and everything, he was labeled as transphobic for that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that, that <laughs> I mean, like I said, what is you know going back to you, I think when we, I think you mentioned a statement is that people tend to kind of like. You know, once you uh, people don't see the whole story from both sides in a sense. Like, yeah. They just don't. Yeah. Uh, so now, so go, so what I wanted to, I guess, to kind of talk about in a sense now, is more about. So t- we know that there are some issues in this country, right? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I feel like can be addressed, and some of the things like so. If it said that if you were sitting in Trump's shoes, what would you yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. Like what? What would you? The three problems you pick, and how would you rank the priorities? Like. To solve it right away, what would that be? I'm just curious. Uh, that's a tough question. Like, if I, I mean, I, I guess it never gave it, gave it too much thought if I were president of the yeah. United States. Um, I guess I would. Uh, Think about it as a question. Question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, like something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, and and also my father's is, is the homeless situation here in america right. so i would like to and I, I feel like you know especially after the recession it was a changing I, space of the homeless santa monica oh my god mm-hmm. the homeless situation yeah oh. yeah oh, has well, it been I, bad because you guys have been shipping homeless up here <laughs> you keep saying that by the way <laughs> he did, like I, they do it's also kind of interesting though is is, is in a sense like a, a democratic state so where taxes are very high yeah. Also, you think you do a better job, right? The highest, you think you yeah, do a better job. Yeah, I think like they have they have the highest, you know, taxes. Like California and New York have the highest taxes, but they all have the worst homeless problem. Like, it, like where's the money going to? Aren't they? Are, aren't these? They're supposed to be problem. Um, you know, fixing that. So uh, one of the things that I would I would implement is my father's idea is having a mega farm. Uh, because you see a you see these uh, like basic, basic, dorm style. You cover basic needs. If you cover basic food and shelter. Yeah, yeah. You you just will allow a plot of land and people you know give them give them the tools that they need to 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 grow. you know grow food for themselves. Yeah. 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 So I, I think that. that though, let's be honest. Though. Okay. Let's be, let's be realistically right. Let's say that you mm-hmm. you gather a hundred homeless people. You teach mm-hmm. them how mm-hmm. to do it. Do you think they'll continue mm-hmm. doing it? That's a thing. Like, well, because well, if they want to eat. 
That's true. If you want to eat, eat we are giving you the seeds, we are giving you the land. Yeah. To form it, and and they, they they've had successful models of this of this approach on smaller scales that have been implemented in the UK, and and there's a couple actually farms that exist here in the US yeah. for that as well. And so like I'd like to see there's so much because America has so much farmland. I agree. We have a lot mm -hmm. of land, yeah. and then in the sense is like our our homeless populations are concentrated in the um in the cities, yeah. and so you have there's you not have a lot of space. Uh, there's not a lot of space there though. Cities, yeah, so yeah. So like if you yeah. like in Hawaii, they will give you a ticket if you're homeless to, to leave the state. It's not a solution for homelessness, but yeah. I guess it's a yeah. it's a solution for Hawaii. Yeah. But um, but if we were to create like a larger farm scale and and just give people like here's a dorm, here's the facilities to to live, and then also like it gives them a, a, an opportunity for having a productive role in society. So, so do you think about this? Actually, actually, that's a good way to put it. It gives them yeah. a, gives them a sense of purpose. Think about that. Most yes. homeless, so a lot but, of homeless people are have that mental issue, right? right. It's because yes. and that I think that's. That has to get addressed first, but also part of it yeah. because you have, when you have a mental issues, because you have a breakdown that came yeah. from something that you, you lose a sense of purpose in life, you lose a sense of purpose yeah. of what you want or need. Yeah. And I feel like establishing a sense of purpose in life, it kind of it will kickstart more of you driving. But also though, we have to address that mental part of that. And yes. it's hard. Okay. It's so hard because it takes a lot of resources and effort. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think Robert, remember Brian talked about this in uh, I don't know, one of the podcasts. Is that imagine that if you can give them the basic needs, like having community gardens everywhere, right? Community gardens everywhere. If you grow your community gardens, and you grow, and you allow them to have the basic needs, and then you have shelter, I feel like you're right. It, it, it adds purpose, and then you can sell the surplus to make money for the own for the for that community garden. They can keep growing, and growing. They want to. You you help kickstart a cycle, a new cycle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The problem when you, when you is like them, yeah. when you, you give them a sense of dignity, you give a person back a sense of dignity. Like the, I, I, I do feel like I don't have facts behind that, but yeah. I feel like it's going to be able to improve their situations. It does make sense, but like so, like here in San Francisco, it's a lot of mental health issues, but it's also a lot of drug addiction. That's so true. Yes. There's. Yeah. There's. Which a, bring me to my my second thing that I would address with the U.S. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, let yeah, me, go ahead. Let me but, hear uh, in, in terms of like reforming drug laws, that's why I'm a, a fan of, of the First Step Act. Act, um, but I, I feel that uh, like drug abuse should be treated as a mental health issue and not criminalized. Um, I think that people that um, people who have addiction problems they need a hospital and not a jail cell. And so I think if we were to change our approach to 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 drug abuse here in the states, um, it is I believe a more European model. But that's something I would like to see implemented here, and it, I find it to be more of a humane approach to it. Um, and I'm not talking about crimes that, like, if, if, if there was other victims involved, like if they were, if, if it was a drug crime, and then there were, you know, uh, uh, coupled with other other crimes, because people need to be accountable for their their actions, mm -hmm. kind of even regardless of that kind of situation. But for for specifically for for like nonviolent individuals who are are just like chronic losers or you know in that in that system. Like I'd like to see more more creative sentencing or or you know ways that they can avoid jail time and and just to to to. There needs people. to be a recovery um, process. Yes. Um, because yeah, exactly. a lot of these people they're homeless because they're they're drug problems, but their yeah. drug problems also create yeah. more reasons for them to be like it just adds on to like well, why they're well, homeless. Yeah. They gotta want it first. It's though, like right? a you cycle. Can't force, right? You can't force this. 
and you can't force this on everybody because the thing is that like yeah rule hey you're forcing this to me to be rehab you're forcing like and i feel like so now it comes back to that humanity thing like are you are you you forcing them to be better you're are you crazy or you know you can't or, you can't force you yeah. can't it's true you can't force people they have to make the decision for themselves yeah. And sometimes they don't have the mental capacity to be I, able I to make know the people decisions. who are homeless done on purpose, not because right. they, not not because they have any issue or not working. Yeah. They just want to live a simpler life. They like living on tent. Yeah. They don't want to deal with debt. They don't want to deal with anything yeah. like that at all. And yeah. they're probably helping find. They find food. They work mm -hmm. whatever they need. Like, and they, but they're purposely homeless. You know. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think in a sense, like the mega farm is going to be more of a catering towards those individuals because yeah. I, I do know individuals that are also like that. Yeah. Um, so in which case, if you know people like that, I know people like that, I guess, you know. There's a there's a quite there's a population though that are like yeah, that. Well, it's just people who want simple life. That's what it comes down to, right? It's a simple yeah. lifestyle. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, yeah. And, and it, to be honest, in a sense that they deal with the homelessness, it's not going to resolve. It's not going to be solved overnight. And there's yeah. gonna be there's gonna be always a small population of homelessness because yeah. they choose to be, but yeah. but for someone who's so in, who's been drugs, right? They don't yeah. even know they want to recover from it because yes, yes, yes. So there's going to be more of a of the, the that kind of like social aspect to it, but like in terms of groups that can benefit from a system like this would be like the individuals that you described, and also yeah. people who who slip in and out of homelessness, yeah. and that it's not necessarily that they're like. Cr chronic within their life yeah. because like to stay out of like being homeless like the um i want to say it's the um brookings institute I, I might be incorrect about that um for my sources but there's three things that's going to uh, um that will decrease your your probability of being in a yeah. in, in in poverty in your life and then the first one is to finish high school yeah. <laughs> finish, finish high school um wait till marriage to have kids uh yeah. to avoid being a single parent household and then um I feel like that's not a full-time job. <laughs> like do, do those three things and you will not be in poverty. But I feel like those three things are not taught in the lower class society. Do you think yes. about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to, it has to do with also culture. Yeah, culture. Like cultures, yeah, that's so a cultural, cultural, cultural thing. Reality. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a I, I class think, I think thing. It's both. I, I feel like it's. You, I, I feel like you it's don't both see. Both. You don't. You, you don't really see in a sense like Asians in America. Like they're actually the highest earners. Like mm -hmm. it. They. They still evaluate. You know. They're still areas that we need to evaluate in terms of like yeah. cultural studies but there's some there there's something there there's something yeah. there because you don't see no, like i, I used to I used, I used to volunteer at homeless shelters i never saw asians in in a homeless shelter and and I've um seen, like I've you know our, our parents are all immigrants um yeah. to the country and we like uh, like the families that i know that are immigrants they're not in they're not in cycles of poverty right. from generation right. to generation no they're not they, you're agree. They, they're willing to work hard whatever it takes to get out of that yes. in a right. sense. Yes. So, my, so my parents, uh, my, so my grandparents were farmers in China, uh, migrated to South America. They still farmers, but they got out of that cycle. My mom, yeah. uh, both, my, both my parents are just worker, uh, hard worker, working restaurants. Yeah. And like you're right, because you're right, it, it is installed in a lot of cultural mindset. As in, if my parents can do it without having a high school degree, let me tell you. Uh, I yes. Think, yes. I, I, this, it, it is a way, and it's. Okay. It, it is uh it, it is a good way to tell you it, it definitely had to deal with some of your culture um but is it is it is it culture in a sense or is it also part of it is where you grow up at and the lack of education or awareness that's being shown i guess you know what i mean like oh hey the it depends on the values of that yeah it depends on it depends on the values because i feel at least asians in america there's a high emphasis that's placed on education 
That's health true. and edu education is something that breaks breaks that cycle of poverty. Um, groups I've been involved with, it, like in um, in the Philippines, like one of the you're, you're required to have shoes to go to school. Yeah. So um, uh, one organization that I'm involved with is Flop Flips. And we send shoes <laughs> to the Philippines. Flops or flips. I like that name. That's actually pretty catchy. That's a really yeah. catchy. Yeah, flops or flips. And so we, we send sandals and shoes so that way these yeah. these um impoverished communities uh they have access to having shoes and then therefore they meet the requirement to be able to go to school. Yeah. And it's 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 um um another organization that I've partnered with is Happy Fish Kids, Happy Farm Kids. And so it's it's so they're these the, the children in these communities that never even saw college, yeah. like some of them are now like first and second year of of of, of college um, through, through through the organizations and everything. So it's 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 what's going to break that cycle of poverty is going yeah. to be education. That's true. And and do you feel like um, a lot of um, uh, I, I guess let's let's just focus on the United States, right? So you yeah. notice a lot of talks about how there's uh, you know how the lower lower uh, there's a whole the whole the whole system being rigged in a sense. And I feel like it, it, it is done like that, and it's because just because how the history was built. Like I, I really feel like the system itself, it was definitely not built fairly. But also, it's a mindset of it too, right? I do feel like there's a lot of people who persevere behind that mindset, in a sense. Yeah, and, and, and that's why I say, in, in a sense, like you, you like as long as you don't give into a, a uh, victimhood mentality. Yeah. Like whatever's going on around you, like yes, life's unfair, but do something about it. Yeah, but. Going back to education, I feel like education mm -hmm. is not just about books. It's also about yeah. educating that awareness, uh, creating your own awareness, creating your own mindset. And I feel like mm -hmm. that's a lack of that here. I feel like in the Asian culture, like it's, it's pushed. Okay, as long as you work hard, put your mind into it, you can get it done no matter what. Yeah. That's yeah. why I feel like that's being taught, at least in that. Yes. Way. I, I do believe that, that in Asian culture, that is a, a value and a lesson that we are, we're taught. Yeah. 100%. That's quite percent for sure, though. So now, okay, so what's your third issue you resolve? So that, that okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, one is the homeless, homeless issue, and then and and uh, and also drug um, use. Like, this one? is the the third one. Yeah. Okay, so this is more of like a wish list. I would implement the third. I would implement <laughs> multi-party systems in the USA. <laughs> I would like. I, I have no idea how that could ever be accomplished. It's just but it like, was you know, before. Didn't we have like we started with like a few and then it became two or three. Yes. It's, yes, just, I mean, yeah. we had federalists. We had, you know, yeah. um, back, back in the day. Back we, in the day, the, the Republican Republicans. Party, yeah. yeah, the Republican Party like um, came came into the scene actually to fight, yeah. fight racism and, 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 and they were the abolitionists. Yeah. Yeah. the history of the party. So multi, so multi party. I feel like for me, yeah. I feel like for me the three and actually before I move on to my third, so why do you, why why do you think those three are crucial for you in this current? Just because how, how you align with your values and your beliefs in is that is that why you said those? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, because like I do believe in a diversity of voices. Yeah. And 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 so that that's why I would like to have multi-party systems. Um, I do believe in the, in the concept of democracy, which I think if we have multi-party systems, it's going to further that concept of democracy and, and having people's involvement. Like earlier we spoke yeah. about how people just feel like, you know, it's falling on deaf ears and yeah. that maybe they don't align with either part. And like, you shouldn't have to align with either part. And, and so they're, you know, find representation, find find a group affiliate that, because it, there is, is, is going to be power with becoming organized together. Um, gotcha. And then the, the the other two are social issues because like I'm I'm very passionate about mental health and I, I am very passionate about helping hope, uh, people who are less fortunate. 
that, that makes that, that makes a lot of sense though. So I feel like for me the number one is actually I feel like this should be like a whole mandate rule no matter what party you become. Mm-hmm. Like you you, you like if you could become president you have six months to make everything transparent in terms of your budget and your spending. Like that should be a huge thing. I mean I don't care if you're probably kind of a Republican or Democrat. Your first six months to balance the fucking budget and actually stick with it. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like fiscal <laughs> like, conservative. Yes, I, I feel like I feel like I don't care how much money you're trying to spend. Just show me how you're spending it and how you're gonna spend it and, and how are you gonna track it. I feel like that transparency the, is owed to the public, and is and we're and the reason why we're in a, in a pickle like this we are because we are, we don't have that. Being a debt economy society, we have to have that, but we don't. And and I think because of lack of that, right now we're spiraling in the cycle. And yeah. my biggest issue is that it's the whole economic situation that people are not seeing in the next year or two. And that's like yeah. one biggest fear because that could lead to other stuff. And yeah. so I feel like that is one issue to resolve. And I think the second thing I mentioned earlier for me was the healthcare situation. That could be an easy fix. It's it's just people's music. I don't think it's easy, but yeah, I, just, I think all of this, all of this is, all of this is pretty difficult. So, like, yeah, if oh, yeah. fixing the immigration issues and because people want to come to the U.S., absolutely, we're no, all over. No, no, no. no. Right. I mean the healthcare piece. So the healthcare part of it. I mean, like, okay, there are some things that you could implement right away. But the thing is, yeah. like, the greed is there. The power, yeah. the power, the greed yeah. is there, and that's the reason why. And I feel like, I feel like healthcare being for profit in a sense it kind of hurts that. That's true. And, yeah, yeah. But and, and, and the, other, the, other side, the other the other the other side of that is like we want to like uh, pride ourselves on, on becoming like you know the most innovative to have the best oh, healthcare and, system and, and everything. And, and, and it comes at a cost. Like yeah. when they compete, like the best best things come out of competition. Yep, that's not so good. Yeah, and uh, in, in order to do that, you have to incentivize environment for those com- to do that. But right now, I feel like there's only a handful of us pharmaceutical that can controls that. I it sucks. Yeah. And you know Yeah, yeah. I and, mean there's there's big bucks in pharmaceuticals yeah. which why, why is a drug that that is so cheap in one part of the world so expensive here? Yes. There's no mm-hmm. reason for there's, there's, there's no, no reason for that. Yeah. But I mean that's one the healthcare piece. Okay, it's not easy to implement it, but it's, I, wish, I feel like there's very <laughs> easy. It be a lot it's all easy right away. <laughs> and the third thing for me, I feel like it's I don't know, it's the view on American I I feel like uh, on a, as American perspective, I, I think the view that we were that we, I guess if we can help ourselves to fix our own image in a sense because yeah. that, I think that goes back it's, it's so important because like you said going being mm-hmm. proud of being American in a sense like listen I I love this country it gave me opportunities I need in a sense and yeah. I, I'm definitely proud to be American in a sense and but however though I feel like most people aren't in that to a certain degree. But that's also has to do with the leadership, and I think that has to do with from the local perspective, all the way to federal, and I feel like the way we view things, and and we have to do it in a balance where like okay, we're not egoistic, we're not arrogant, mm-hmm. and yeah. it yeah. has it has to come from a way of living and culture and lifestyle that we've come from, but also yeah. like because at the end of the day, I remember, I remember going back going to Europe in the early two thousand, like people like maybe oh this arrogant American in a sense, you know, like it's just the way it can perceive us. And obviously not everyone's like that. And it just takes one bad apple to win for everybody sometimes. And, yeah. and, and so, but it, there has to be a better way to and address that. Because I, I feel like if we're unified more, I feel like we could do, we can fix that image, but we're not. Mm-hmm. We're not unified. Yeah. We're very diversified yeah. in a sense. And we all split our different perspective and we're all, our mentality's not there. 
So do you think it's uh, do you think it's like a generational thing? Because I don't see anyone from the boomer generation saying that they don't they're they're not proud to be American versus the our generation seems to be much more like oh I hate like where our politics are at and all this stuff like it's yeah. it seems like a generational thing oil. more than more than it is a uh i think part of it it is a generational thing because it's what we yes. surround ourselves our current our current environment mm-hmm. that our boomers created for us to be honest think yeah about that. yeah yeah millennials i mean yeah like our, our parents struggled yeah. I, I i i can't say yeah. that my life's been a struggle yeah it all. might be it might be that we haven't experienced the struggles that they felt so then yeah. we don't yeah. see like we're just too spoiled to know food. the difference yeah, yeah. I, I mean so so we so the reason so what they worked on was that okay they don't make they make sure that we don't struggle as they do so now we have yeah. the free time to think about stuff that should, that should better our yeah. next generation but we don't do that right yeah. now we should have something foot we so, should be... the point of every generation is to better itself and that's what we need to focus on yes like 100%. like thankfully our parents had this the our parents fought the struggle to survive so that we yeah. could have the opportunity to live yeah and to talk about, you know, to make sure that every, you know, we push forward to have a better life, you know, for example, better quality, better opportunity in a sense. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really scary because they go, this going to come, you know, for me, I feel like this leads into my next question is that, you know, a lot of people fear some stuff could happen, right? So, yeah. um, so how about, I'm sure you have, everyone has fears, right? And especially yeah. for this country. So do you have any fear for this country? What, what could happen? Just wondering. I mean, there's a reason why you're being vocal. There's a reason why. Yeah. I'm just curious. What is your? I I fear my voice being taken away. Actually. Okay. I do. My in terms of First Amendment. So from from a literal perspective, yes, First Amendment means that you mm-hmm. cannot be arrested for your your opinion and everything. Yeah. But there's forms of social uh, social mob justice that's occurring on that are not in line with that with that value. Okay. And so even in the sense like though I can't be arrested, I can be thrown in Facebook jail. Which okay, that's not the end of the world. It's just Facebook. Yeah. But um, but when people are being, you know, when they're losing their jobs over their political opinions, like yes, you're not literally being thrown in jail, but you're losing, losing your livelihood. Life. Yeah, I get that. And you have the right yeah. to life. You have the right yeah. to life, livelihood to provide for your family, and yeah. then so to so for it to be a fireable offense. Yeah. To be to be supporting a political candidate in this country it's is crazy, like just it? blows my mind yeah. or that you're let's, let's say if you're a business owner and if you it's, it's not even so much that you say um that you that that you say anything bad but yeah. if you just say something that is in a positive manner supporting the president yeah that's enough for, for your company to be boycott like so we're, we're, that fear right uh that fear you mentioned uh, you know the fear of losing what's so do you think Trump is representing that to avoid that though? I'm just wondering because is that is, is or do you or do you think like Trump is is doing whatever he wants? He's getting away with because he's president. He, I mean, and then, and that's what he's representing. You feel like I I, I get what you're saying because that he's not a it, PC person. Yeah, correct. He, he's not a PC, and I, actually, I love that. I, yeah. I do actually love that because I feel like it, it, in in extremes of correction that society is taking, it's it's yeah. too much. It's 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 too much to have to focus on being politically correct. Yeah. I don't believe people should go out of their way to to verbally say things that would hurt another yeah. person, but they like just to speak normally well, and I not have to you know research. Yeah, there's a there's a respect thing, but at the same time, like. When, when people don't see the intentions behind something, like you're not trying to hurt a person, you're just speaking normally. There's a difference yeah. when you're going purposely to offend 
somebody and to, yes. to lash out and, lash and, and, and attack yeah. her. There's a difference from that versus just saying your opinion. Yeah. And the thing is, like, when, and it's not even so much saying your opinion, you could just yeah. state a fact that a person then takes personal in yeah, some sort of way and offensive. Yeah. Like, it's not even that you're stating your own opinion, but you're just stating a fact that person disagrees with, which when it's a fact, what is there to disagree with? Like, it's just a fact, but people become offended by facts. Yeah, but I, I, I 100% agree because I've seen that happen to both sides, actually. Like, literally, with Republican and Democrat, this happens to both sides. But yeah. I, the reason why I was asking that question is because I, I've, I mean, and I guess obviously you've, you, you're a big follower of Trump, right? But you yeah. think he represents a bit, uh, that speech of freedom a lot? He represents that just because he's not a PC person? Is that why yeah. you're saying that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I do in a sense because how I had come up about like my own rabbit hole. I'm a walk away from from the Democratic Party. I was I was a Trump hater three four months ago. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I was. A, I was. A wait, Trump wait, why'd you hate him? Why'd you hate him in the beginning? Oh, just because like I, I heard like he was racist, the Muslim ban, and and like all of this like the white supremacy stuff. I didn't do my own research about things, and then just like so whatever people said around me. So so like before February or March, you're saying that. So before that, I hated it. I couldn't stand him. I'm like, how could you be so insensitive? And then I realized it's just uh, my con my feelings, my condition. Like I've been conditioned to take everything so offensively. Yeah. When really, like, it's well, not. Do you think you're being des desensitized right behind that? Mm, no, I don't think I'm being desensitized to it. I think I became too sensitive to it. So, hold that thing. Hold that thought. The reason, the reason why I'm asking that question is because. Uh, there's a lot of women who can disagree with you, right? Because the way yeah. there's a lot of videos how you talk to women before, like, what yeah. do you think about that part of that? How do you view that? I just wonder. I mean, he wasn't really seen as a, a misogynist or a racist until after he became president. Well, but, or he I mean, was running for president. No. Oh, he was running. I mean, I mean yeah. okay, let's be honest. Let's take a step back. Anybody who's running for president, a lot of dirt's going to get big, big dot. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It happens, okay? And just, but, I, but that just happened because. You know, that's what's part of the one of the coin that he found. But, but yeah, woman, like, I don't think that I don't think you need to like him as a person to 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 see that he's done good for the country, though. Okay, that's a good way to put that. Also, I I, okay, I can see what you're saying with that. Go ahead, Robert. Uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Go ahead. Is that also? <laughs> Is that also something? <laughs> okay, now the reason why I was asking because a lot of women could disagree with you on that piece because oh, people tell tell me like oh, you're a woman that supports Trump, you must hate yourself. And I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah, that I'm a woman. I, I got that too. A lot of that too. Uh, not that I was a Trump supporter or anything. It was just, oh, uh, Trump's like, I think when he was running, he said something about immigration. And then people took it to be that, oh, Trump is against immigrants. Oh, yes. Trump is against you as an Asian because you were an immigrant sometime. And I felt like that's just like, uh, Pulling things out of proportion to an yeah. extent that, like you, it, like you just like extrapolated times twenty yeah. what he said, and then make it make it mean the worst. Yeah, thing and then ever. and then blanket yeah. the whole the everything. It it just made no sense to me. Well, well even the concept like the the, the the calling it a Muslim man, like that's an invention I feel off the left side to have dubbed it to be a Muslim it's the same man. Thing. I mean, think about it. Though, I, I feel like, but I feel like also too part of this that the China virus that he put that to though out of context in a sense. I mean, one to call it that being politically correct, you know, I feel like that hurt a lot of Asian American in a sense because that played into racism a lot, though, believe it or not, right? 
So, he was also saying though he he was he was he was calling out the violence that was coming uh, up to the to Asians and, and and called out people from doing that and saying you're wrong do not like uh, Asian Americans are valuable in society do not but that, that doesn't like, do not be attacking them. I mean, but he, he didn't know the repercussions of saying China virus. But no, right? I agree. I, I I agree in that part. But I I feel like I feel like people also play a role into that. The social media plays a role in that to to make that yes. magnify that mm-hmm. part of that. I understand. Agree. But also, mm-hmm. but you know. Okay, so the reason why I was asking that question is because I feel like there's a lot of things that you know, you know that you value, you know, and, and you you obviously understand. Okay, you're right. I think that same thing you said that you don't have to like the person, but if he has done good good for the country in a sense, or for the people, you know, you you obviously you back that, right? And yes. So okay, that's one of your fears. Is there any other fear that you feel like you know that you fear for this country? I'm just wondering. Is there another one? Is there a second one? Mm, I mean, that's that's one of my main fears. And then also, if we're going in a communist direction, um, I think things are, are shifting to be right, very extreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel, like- I, I feel things are, are becoming very extreme, like even in the like the pro-life versus like uh, um, well, abortion what do you mean by issue. Can you, can you give an example? What do you mean by communist side of Can you give me an example? Oh, when we're listening, when, when, when you're, uh, it, it relates to the freedom of speech. Um, and, and, and and censorship and um, well, you don't think the media like that is that right now? I mean, I mean, I feel like oh, they're complete, feel, completely controlling that narrative. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like the, the media has been controlling the narrative the past twenty years or more, even longer. Oh, yes. But yes, we're just yes, noticing yes. that more now. Yes. So I agree with that. Okay, and okay, so now I so my you know going back to the fear for that, I think my one of my biggest fear is like it is. I feel like both, from both sides, whether either dictatorship or communism, both extremists is that right? Yes, and, yes, absolutely. Uh, but I do believe in though there's certain things that are necessarily need to be needed for common good. For example, like people think okay, uh Medicaid is not is like a, a Medicaid is a huge thing, everyone needs it, you know, for for yeah. older generation population, you know what I mean? And Medicare, yes. Yeah, Medicare. I mean Medicare. I mean Medicare, yeah. <laughs> and and most people think and, um, and most people think that's uh that I'm like guys, that already exists right here. It's not a, it's not a communist thing. It's not a socialist thing. It's just a necessity for the population. You mm-hmm. understand that? there's a difference between implementing um, uh, social programs that yeah. are, are meant to benefit and help people, yeah. than versus like the ideology I agree. of I agree. the people. Well, well, well that, term, that and attitudes. And that's the thing that 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 view and that perspective, in a sense, it's mingled, and they yeah. purposely dilute that and make that as a bad thing. And mm-hmm. I feel like, and I feel like we have to dissect that, and people don't do that and just assume, okay, yeah. this social yeah. program is bad. The, the the program I was I uh, was suggesting too was like a, a mega farm for the homeless. That's a yeah. socialist program. That would be yeah. a socialist program, which is different than having a socialist society. Because yeah. like I do believe in capitalism and in uh, a free yeah. market. Even and, China does too. Think about this. China yeah. had to break yeah. out to to grow, lift people on public using capitalism. <laughs> think about that. Even China had to do that. So, I mean. So I so I'm glad that you mentioned that because I I feel like part of it is you know we can I think those are good common grounds we agree on you know um, mm-hmm. so listen I know we're running first of all I know I'm looking yeah, at the time we're like running, way over, <laughs> way over. <laughs> we started way I love over, that way over. okay we, we we can wrap this up I know how much time you have but we can definitely um, uh, but I feel like you know part of it is due to uh, due to the soul current environment can run to us becoming too righteous do you feel like that do you feel like that's happening to some degree like we're becoming too righteous for some certain things what, what do you mean though like that by, we too, uh, too by being too righteous is like okay whether it's like i feel like okay i'm right you're wrong whether you would be a big deal oh okay yeah like, well 
Well, so, so that that's why I'll use the example of having a federal mask mandate. I feel once you implement like a, a that as a standard, there are going to be certain individuals or in a sense like the vigilantes, the social justice warriors yeah. that then they like attack the other side. So it's like before when they were saying, oh, if you're wearing a mask, you're taking PPE away from 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 the healthcare workers. Like, like, and I, I was wearing masks. I I, I brought it. Supply back from Asia when yeah. it came and everything, yeah. and I'm like, oh, now I'm on the wrong side. Yeah, so now now I'm on the wrong side of morality by having this is this is the attitude. And when they switched it to like, oh, wearing masks is like the same individuals who are attacking people for not wearing masks are also individuals attacking people for or sorry, people who are attacking individuals for for wearing masks are now the individuals attacking people for not wearing masks. Yeah, I know so, what you're saying. So, yeah, it, it's like. I, I feel like there's certain things that just should not be politicized in a sense, obviously. Yes, and, yeah. And, 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 it's, uh, and not attaching your political opinion to, to the sense of morality, because there are, like, both, both, both political opinions are valid. We need both to construct together, find that common ground, and then move forward with the solution. We need that. Do you, do so, you so see... So it's wrong for one side to shut down the other side. Do you see a use case for social justice warriors, though? Like, there's some do people who... I and need like there's is there a, a use case for a social justice warrior where like people just can't don't have that voice and need need it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that in a sense, like to be a social, everybody should be a form of a social justice warrior within their own selves for their for their social circle. When you're going outside of your circle and telling people who don't know you, who don't have a rapport with you, yeah. and and they're just basically executing their your own form of like justice. Like, it, like it, the, you have to, when you're being corrected, it has, the messenger is important because you have to be able to trust the individual That's has true. the best intentions for you. So I think it's ineffective for a stranger to go to another stranger and to tell them one way or the other. Like, we should correct each other within our own safe circles. And because, like, when a friend tells me, like, hey, you have toilet paper on your shoe, I trust them, you know? Like, um, I would want them to tell me that. But I, feel like I have friends that who who like okay. So I have friends where they okay. They're Trump supporter. I don't I don't like it anymore. You're not a fan anymore because mm -hmm. I don't. I oh don't, yeah. I lie with the police, right? And but yeah. but the thing is that though, like, why do you think they react like that? Like, like I'm just curious. Like, why do you think that they? Is it because they don't have the time and energy to talk about that, or they just don't want to be it seen as? Time and energy. Well, that's part of it. And but I feel like they don't want to be seen as okay, uh, as the uh, person who be related to somebody who be, you know, that, that kind of, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of, yeah. I guess, that perspective, there's a, right? There's a, there's there's a, a stereotype that, there's a stigma mm -hmm. about that comes about it. I was afraid of wearing my Trump hat, like, out in public. Like, it started off with me wearing it to Publix, and, and people are telling me, you know, you're so brave for doing that. Like, be safe. People are going to hurt you. I'm like, that's crazy. Oh. But if people were sending me messages like, be careful, be careful, be careful. Like, people are going to want to hurt you because you're wearing a hat. Like I was, I was constantly warned, and then also like I, I do get um, bullied a lot online. Like my, yeah. my mother, who's a um, anti-Trumpster, she was, she was, she took concern about. She, she avoids my Facebook, but um, she took concern about it because her. But she's worried about your safety, and, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's worried about. She was worried about my safety. Her friends were messaging her saying like people are really getting out of hand on her Facebook. Like you should tell her not to, not to, uh, you know, be so vocal. And then I'm like, what's what's you know what what's provocative? She she said my my Facebook was too provocative. I'm like, what's provocative? Like, give me an example. She goes, uh, hash, uh, uh, hashtag Ivanka 2024. 
And I'm like, oh, that's provocative. Gotcha. He's like, some of my, in a sense, like very harmless uh, posts will elicit some of the most visceral hatred ever. It's so funny. Oh my <laughs> God, it's so funny. I'm like, it's, it's, it's crazy yeah. though. Like, yeah. Okay. Listen, all right, listen, I know we're running out of time. But let's run, let's end this with a funny segment and our venting session. Okay? Let's do, okay. let's do like either or. Like, you can do a funny right. thing. Right. We'll do, okay, how about this? Okay. One person could do a venting session, one person could do a funny segment. I have a funny segment to, to do. Okay. That's why. I'll do the funny segment, and you guys, one of you guys could do the funny session. Okay. How about that? Okay, All sure. Right. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead and, and give us a. a I really point. want to show you this is funny though. Is- <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tara. Let's let, while, while he's looking for that. Okay. Right. Why don't you yeah, yeah. give us either like a vent or uh, something funny that's happened to you? I'm gonna go into a, a venting session. So All I right. am in DC right now. One of the um, places I'm eager to check out is called Barcada, which is a Filipino Ooh. term that means a group of friends. So cancel culture try to strike them by saying <laughs> you're culturally appropriating our word. And I'm like, the word literally means friendship. It's like saying, you know, the, the Hawaiian phrase ohana, like in in, in 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 American culture. Like first of all, it's an honor that to have a, a Filipino term to be then used in a mainstream like acceptance kind of uh, kind of form. Mm-hmm. And then so to to like people are taking the cancel culture way too far. Is this like a? Is this like owned by like some white person who's like creating this? So it's 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 it's, it's a, a group of, of of four friends, and they were searching. They're they are white, and they were so they were searching for a phrase that's going to like identify as a place of gathering of friends. Mm. And so they chose the they chose the Filipino word barcada for that. But yeah. then also what's clever is bar. Yeah. Bar uh, is bar. in Barcada. <laughs> so, ah. so so it's it's clever. It's fantastic. And then so they were they were basically harassed and like told like how dare you do this? People and then so so there were some individuals <sighs> that were so trying crazy. to get that that to get them to cancel their, their name and, and how dare you use our word. And then so they, they like they came out and said like oh we're sorry about it we'll change the name and when I caught wind of the story like um, and I started publicizing it also on my social media channels yeah. and then people people also start in the Philippines are saying like how you know like it's it should an be honor, a good thing like, and it should be honored thing like it, you can, yeah, you can actually promote your own culture and word like you know there's a reason why people love pasta you know they, they, yeah. you know it's yeah thing. I don't I don't yeah, find yeah. this as like. It's 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 not really a problem. Like, what is yeah. wrong with you? It's not using... a problem. It's not a problem. So so people in the Philippines are like really um, like Filipino Americans. They have too much time on their hand. They have really no real world problems. Yes. If this is the problem <laughs> that they have, that a bar of white people are starting uh, are calling it barcada because it's actually an honor to yeah. have to do, have a Filipino word. They could have so many options. Do you yeah. think the Filipino word? Do you think the people that are against it? are filipino or are they white as well uh, interesting question so i feel I, like i, I feel follow, like it's more sjw than it is yes. like filipinos yes yes. Oh, yes yes i mean like when i've gone to when i've gone to different um like paint the trump rallies uh, the blm protesters none yeah. of them were they were all white <laughs> Oh really? I feel like yeah, that's yeah, that's how it is because they have the time and energy to like yeah. like look up stuff like this yeah. and get mad. Uh, I don't yes. think a, I don't think a Filipino person would be like, <laughs> man, I really hate this name. And like, who even looks at it and be like, oh, that's a white person's uh, like four white guys made this restaurant. I'd be like, I don't care. Like, let's go to the restaurant, try it out. Yeah. Like, that's I... yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited about checking uh... them out while I'm here in DC. <laughs> 
Nice. All right, so my funny thing is I sent a video across the chat, okay? This, I'm planning to do this in my Halloween costume or some, or some version of this. All right, this let's, let's take a look. Yeah, watch. Take a look at the, uh, take a look at the your phone. Or your, is there, or like, music to this? There's a sound. There's a sound there. Okay, let's Who? see. What Who is... up in there? Who up in there? What the... <laughs> Who's up in there? Oh my god, TikTok. Oh, TikTok. What a costume. Oh, we're gonna just. Wow, that's fantastic. I love right? A porta potty. I, I, I love, so, Tara, one thing I love making Halloween costumes, that's why. So, like, I was always trying to find funny things to create, you know, so that's. Uh, yeah. I'm still, I'm still, so I'm still so like mind blown that you're going to parties and stuff. Oh, so, so okay. So as, as I was telling Robert, I think I'm gonna, as, a, as one of my optional Halloween costumes, I'm going to wear a full biohazard suit. And then, and, and, yeah, and, and then not only that, in my backpack, I'm going to have a giant backpack of vodka and just spray people in the mouth to clean it. Uh, something, you know. <laughs> I'm something I don't about. know. Like, I don't even know why you're going to parties, but like, it's a funny costume. It's a funny costume. But like, who, who's going to like have you spray them with vodka? Okay, so so back, back in the uh, UF days. More well, for you. No, 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 think about this. So, so back in the UF days, when we used to go to the house party, Columbia house party. Yeah. If you yeah, yeah. to come into the Columbia house party, you got to open your mouth and they, they shoot a water gun, a grenade in your mouth. I get so it. You, yeah, you yeah. Have to walk in. So that, that's the reason why I got the idea from. And then not only that, I was thinking because if it's going to be dark, I'm going to put neon neon LED lights around it so it glows like, yeah. a, like a stick man, like a little stick man. Okay, stick man. I like it. I like it. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I just think I wouldn't be at a party, so I wouldn't even have these. I like. I'll be safe. Don't worry. <laughs> You'll be safe, and then you're spraying people with vodka and stuff. All right, let me send you guys what what my funny thing was. All right, let's see. Um, it's just this this uh this funny. Somebody sent this onto our um. Like uh, like a, our random like or we have a, like a, at work we have a social dank memes, um, so people <laughs> people sent this as like a a dank meme that we have. Hang on, loading GIF. So for people who are watching this uh, on YouTube, sorry, not watching this on YouTube, it's a people who listen. It's a picture listening. of the Cookie Monster sitting at a bench looking out into the water. And then it's, it says, when people ask me why I'm always snacking, and he says, without my cookies, I'm just a monster. <laughs> that, is so good. <laughs> that is so good, though. It's so sad. It's so good. It's so sad. But this is, this is work from home. This is work from home now. Oh, that's so crazy. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, listen, Tara, I appreciate your time. We definitely need to do a part two of this. Yeah, um, we definitely yeah, need to have I you will. on again. The time just flew I by. Just flew by. Oh, my God, it did. <laughs> Yeah. So where, where, where can people find your YouTube channel? What is it? You can, I don't know. It's above us probably. Can you tell yes. us? Yeah. Please search out the Polish American Brotherhood on YouTube and subscribe to me. There we go. All I'm, right. I, I should probably, you know, we'll cross over more episodes for sure, though. Again. Sure. Fantastic. No, thank you for having me. Okay, thank you for coming in. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right. Take it easy. Yeah. Have a good night, guys. Everyone, Bye. everyone listening, uh, subscribe oh, yeah. to our channel. Go to our website, gfothoughts.com, and uh, leave us a comment. Tell us, tell us if you're a Trump, a Trump supporter, or a Biden supporter, or none of the above, or whatever. Yeah. Tell us. Let us know what you think about this episode. Right. Yeah. 
All right. We'll I'll see you back. next time. Yeah. Peace. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Gluten-Free Organic Thoughts Podcast. As always, we appreciate you. If you are watching us on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe to our channel, like this episode, and leave us a comment. If you are listening to us, please leave us your honest review on your preferred podcast listening platform. And as always, you can find us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at GFOT Thoughts. Drop a comment and give us some feedback. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, see you then.